Welcome to The Sheeple Show. This is the podcast where we try and understand what is actually going on in the world. My name is Andy Marley. And I'm Matt Smith, although you probably know a much more famous version. Let's do this. <laughs> so it was... It's another example of what I call we- um, people trying to weaponize their intelligence. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> and it's where like you know, where you get people telling the experts they're wrong. You know, oh, yeah. where, where you get people like tweeting Neil deGrasse Tyson and saying, No, no, that's not how astrophysics works. No, the earth is flat. I promise. <laughs> I saw it on my moon. <laughs> <laughs> and um one of my favourites when uh, COVID nineteen started and there was um load of people were saying, Oh it was predicted in the stand and it's like it's exactly what happened in the stand and Stephen King put on Twitter saying, um Saying like the virus, it, this virus is nothing like the disease in the stand, and someone said, "Have you even read the book?" It's like Stephen King. He wrote the stand. <laughs> it's called Stephen King's The Stand. Yeah, where well, it's the same. <laughs> this bit. is the the guy who wrote it, and the one that I saw this week. This is the second like time that I've seen somebody trying to out Catholic the Pope. So, seriously, Pope Francis recently had he set, made a speech, um, and it was put on Twitter because it's like the Pope tweets, but I, <laughs> I know. I love Pope Francis; he's amazing. He's he's actually a really cool guy. But supposedly, he, how do you know it's him tweeting? Well, it's I personally. I don't think it's him physically doing it, but I think it's somebody tweeting what he says. He yeah, t- so he that guy's cool. He tells that he tells them what to write, basically. Maybe. He might just tell them. Yeah, make inspire. Me, yeah, make me look good. <laughs> Win more, Catholics. <laughs> but he, um, so yeah, he basically made, said something about um, how, as Catholics, like they should, more Catholics should be doing more to help with world poverty and to abolish it. And this person basically said, "Well, no, you're wrong." Because um, it says in the Bible, Jesus said that we need people in poverty. Because then it's up to the people who are impoverished to work out of their poverty to earn their place in God's kingdom. As she said. Is yeah. Jesus running a business? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she, yeah, she's like told the Pope to read the Bible. It's like, it's the fucking Pope. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the, the time that I saw that before was, uh, this was a couple of years ago. And when he said something about um, the Catholic Church being more um, accepting of homosexuality, mm. and he's like, "Yeah, he said, you know, the Church needs to be more accepting of homosexuality. They are our brothers and sisters. They are humans just like us, and we need to treat them the same. Mm-hmm. And if somebody who's homosexual wants to believe, then we should welcome them in. Welcome them in. You know, amazing thing for a religious leader to say." And the first comment was, this man is not a real Catholic. So, in the Bible it says you've got to stone people. Yeah. It's just like you're, you're telling the Pope that he's not a real Catholic. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love shit like that. It's just, I guess that's part of the problem though, isn't it? It's, it's such a manipulatable thing. You can make it out to be whatever you want it to be whenever yeah. it needs to be. <laughs> but it just makes me laugh when people do things like that. No, it's true. And they're like, it's when, yeah. like, when people watch the Star Wars movies and try to find some subtext that just isn't there. 
or something nonsense and like yeah secretly you know uh, well that is there's going to be there's going to be an element of I like expanded universe subtext from that different story it says in the title expanded universe but when you're watching the original three films and you're telling me how it foreshadowed stuff that no one even knew about (laughs) you're full of shit (laughs) but yeah it's just but yeah I mean like yeah like looking at fiction and reading into things there's going to be an element of that in the main topic today that's art isn't it it's different to everyone like you can't expect it to be equally translatable you know, I see the Mona Lisa, you see the Mona Lisa. We both know that it's the Mona Lisa, but it's a different thing. We're going to be looking at different elements and yeah. judging different things. Oh, that's another thing, actually. Um, people who... It's, I, I didn't put this on the weekly on the weekly roundup because it doesn't really uh, fit. It's not round enough. It's not round enough, no. But um, So, you know, the Mandela effect. Yeah. So, do you know about this one that people have noticed about the Mona Lisa? No. I saw one about Pikachu the other day. Oh, about the uh, tip of his tail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so yeah, people saying that the Mona Lisa that is in the museum now is not the same one. It's actually one from another dimension that's bled through because this one's wearing a veil. Huh. And it, I think it's just basically no one's noticed that she's wearing a veil. <laughs> Because it's very thin, it's very light. You can't see it unless you are looking for it. It's not. It's not an obvious thing. Let me get a picture. I should. I mean, I can imagine it being there, but I've never seen it. But then, a veil is not something you're supposed to necessarily see anyway. And in a portrait, wouldn't it only be getting in the way? It's like it's just basically. It's basically more like a headscarf than a veil, but it's called a veil because it's opaque. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like one of those worn over a face. Kind no, of thing. no. I was no, like, no. maybe that would explain the paleness or something. But I can't see the actual picture changing as a result. So, have a look just under her hairline. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's like a neck. Right? So, people neck. are, yeah, and you can sort of see it around like the, the right hand side of her face as well. Bruno's back in the room. Are you going to be quiet? Because this is the third time we've started recording and we had to stop because of you. Oh, fine, I'll leave then. <laughs> I think he's just told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> bastard. I think that's more of a, a detail or a nuance that people just didn't see. Because that's exactly how many people have actually been and seen the Mona Lisa firsthand? Yeah. I haven't, but I've seen the Mona Lisa third hand through a number of different outlets. I have, but. So I've been to the Louvre. And I have been to the Mona Lisa exhibit. And you, for one, do you know how small the Mona Lisa actually is? A3, probably. <laughs> it's like, really, really tiny. Yeah, big. Um, smaller. What, A4? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, and also it's so difficult to actually go up and study because for one, the, the barriers, and for two, everybody in the Louvre is there. Yeah. Like this, it's one of the only reasons people go is to go get a photo of the Mona Lisa or to just go and see the Mona Lisa. Yeah, that's kind so of... it's quite hard to see. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. But then, I guess there's been a lot of uh, people that have imitated it or copied it in various media. You know, you might see a like the Simpsons, for example, when they drew the Mona Lisa. Do you think they're going to draw? the actual Mona Lisa sort yeah, of dumbed exactly. down no they're going to draw a caricature or a parody of it that yeah, emphasises the obvious 
And then there's been so many of those. I think everyone's sort of emphasised just the obvious and forgotten about the little details that are kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Sure, it's like it's like a Where's Wally book and saying there's two Wallies in this one and going what? Yeah, Wally's there, but there's also this guy with the striped shirt down in the corner. What? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's got nothing to do with. That's not Wally. But you're just taking the striped shirt, and that's you jumping the whole chart, you know. You take the pale face and the hands together and you've got a Mona Lisa pick, you know. And you know the Mona Lisa wasn't actually considered to be that valuable until it got stolen. It sounds like insurance fraud. Was it? (laughs) (laughs) Because it got, it was was just considered as like a lesser work of Da Vinci's and it was just like, it wasn't valuable, it wasn't important or anything and then it got stolen. And And because of the sort of media sensation around it being stolen... That's when people are like, no, it's a really important piece of work. It's one of his greatest. Yeah, it sounds like the people who had the painting. That got, was really loud, Bruno. Got it lifted. And then when they were talking to the insurance company, how much do you value this at? Oh, it's priceless, obviously. Yeah. It's a work of Leonardo da Vinci. It might be a reject, but they yeah. don't need to know that. Give us the money. <laughs> Honestly, I think <laughs> most things come down to the most simplest of human yeah, behaviour. definitely. Definitely. Greed. Insurance fraud, bumping up the price of the Mona Lisa. That's where it started. For you entrepreneurs that think you're G. <laughs> Go back a few thousand years or something. Find the original. I mean, what? There must have been some guy drawing pictures on a cave who turned around and said, In Neanderthal, I'll draw a picture in your cave if you feed me. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that's. Yeah, the struggling artist yeah, has always been. There's got to be all sorts of strange tropes, but obviously because there was a massive lack of expression and a much lesser understanding, <laughs> it must have manifested in some of the weirdest ways. Have you got a favourite work of art? Have I got a favourite work of art? Like um, yeah, like painting, sculpture, like anything like that. There's a Japanese painting of some waves. That's yes. drawn in a, yeah, a style, and I've seen a couple of different variations of that. But then there was one that was like a replication that had Link from the Wind Waker in there, like a seamless sort of uh, insertion, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, in general, I mean, I wouldn't say any famous artwork is particularly standoutery. I mean, most famous artwork is just famous, not necessarily of high quality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Becomes a bit weird. Uh, I can't remember the Japanese artist's name. One of my so sculpture like there's a sculpture I love um, by um, August Rodin, just the, oh, the Gates of Hell. The first result, the Great Wave of Kanagawa. Yes. Yeah, I know that one. And yeah. that's that's become sort of like pop culture relevant now. Yeah, it? it's just you know it's uh, it's one of those that's a bit like oh wow that's simple and cool. Instead of a sunset or a landscape or whatever else, you get a bit more going on. Yeah. But then there was this version, which is the modification. And I put a little link in there. <laughs> and it just goes so well with yeah, the art I've style. Se- yeah, I've seen bits. stuff like that. Because I've seen one where someone's put a Godzilla on it. And yeah. Again, those sort of augmentations of art. And there's a company that makes like sort of their version of pot noodles. I mean, I've got this background on my phone as well, which is... Uh, you can't really see it because it's split across the whole thing and stretched out. But if I find the actual picture... 
So you know the sculpture, the thinker by Rodan. The one doing that. Yeah, the yeah. guy. Like, so that was like originally that. that's a Dragon Ball Z. Thing. Yeah, but I thought that was super cool, and it's obviously well, not yeah, official I mean, obviously or anything. I, Someone's put a lot of time and effort yeah, into that. That is really good. You know? Well, I mean, obviously, that, yeah, I mean, like, there's, um, as you can see, I love my comic books, but there's um, one of my favourite artists is Alex Ross, and this guy has far too much time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. All you have to do is look at the front cover of the graphic novel Marvels. Yeah. This guy, like, look at his fucking artwork. They're super, super detailed. It's incredible, like, right down to, like, the facial expressions of people. and. But art's just kind of like that. so good. When you... And in the back of this as well, he actually, so, so he had to draw the thing. He had somebody wearing a thing mask with thing hands. That's good. Either do a pose. That's pretty much how artists would do it, yeah. though, isn't it? Like, um... I mean, art's just a, a medium in between. If you, like Tolkien, for example, one of the best artists ever, because he didn't just use pictures. Mm. He created a whole world, a whole civilization that you can delve into the cultures and the yeah. details he created, and the nuances yeah. of. And he what like they single-handedly eat and what created like three different languages, exactly, <laughs> and all just to, to help build this bigger. Yeah, you'd argue that Middle Earth has as much lore as the real world yeah. does now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about um, there was somebody? I can't remember who it was. There was a publishing house that refused to publish Lord of the Rings because of um, the plural that Tolkien was using for dwarves. Because he was using with V E S, and this guy said that's not a word that you'll find that in the Oxford Dictionary. It's RF. It's FS yeah. at the end. And uh, Tolkien's response was, look again. And he looked, the guy looked in the, in the more recent version of, because obviously a different version gets released yeah. every year. So he looked in the more recent version and the VES spelling was there. And do you know why it was there? Because of a whole culture being built around the door. No, because Tolkien wrote the fucking dictionary. Oh, that too. <laughs> he, he, Tolkien was one of the compilers for that for the Oxford but dictionary. I mean, even when you think about how you, <laughs> it's like he just like because people were like, you yeah, know, that word doesn't exist. Like, do you yeah. know what my other job is? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm like pointing that. that word at the fucking dictionary so I can get my book published. But it does make more sense from a plural standpoint and from like a of the dwarves kind of standpoint. You know, when you talk about dwarven or mm. stuff like that, saying dwarfen wouldn't quite no it doesn't sound right it it's like odd. with because people always say that the, the plural of octopus is octopi and that's it's wrong. octopus it's octopuses oh yeah it's big, It's one's Greek the other's Roman I think it's I think anything that ends in I like so if it was octopi that that's a Greek ending yeah but octopus is a Roman word or it might be the other way around I can't remember but yeah it's basically one's Greek one's Latin or well, Octo comes from eight, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is old school. That's going back to the beginning. Fucking shapes and shit. Shapes and, and shit. I think that was more associated with Greek Greece than Rome because you had obviously Pythagoras theorem yeah. and everything. That was all shape based and formulas and proper mathematical quantification of things. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. The Romans were more. We're gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Greeks wanted to fuck everything. The Romans wanted to kill everything. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Greek, and then you had the Spartans who wanted to fucking kill everything. Because when you sit there and you read Plato and Socrates and Aristotle and stuff, 
they had such a chill life. Yeah. Like they just thought for the whole day and for the whole night and they were like, I've been thinking about this and then they talked about their thoughts. I wonder, and then I wonder, they wrote them down. I wonder, they had the thoughts. Thoughts. I wonder what thoughts they dismissed. Oh, what's that uh, dog doing? Do you reckon Plato might have thought about cyborgs once and then just been like, no, this is preposterous? What is wrong with this dog? I think he's trying to tell us that he's Greek. <laughs> Real. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one not one of the benefits of having an old dog. <laughs> he likes to be part of things and yes. we can't refuse it. He has to be in the room. And he makes noises <laughs> and he's very loud. Even when he sleeps, he like he, oh, he Don't snores. draw attention to it. He We're gonna snores. try and pretend we can't hear anything. Snort, yeah, and anyone we'll see listening, if, please if, do if the same. The audience can pick up the Brunoisms. <laughs> Bless him. Quantify it at the end of it. He'll go like, to, there's he'll three Brunoisms in, in this caution. He'll go to sleep in a minute and drown us out with his snoring. Yeah, no, the Mandela effect's weird, though. I've heard yeah, people say so, that it's like is... two alternate dimensions crossing over. Or yeah, something that's the main theory. There is, uh, my, do you know what I... Th- I mean, we'll probably do an episode on the Mandela effect at some point. But do you know what my theory on the Mandela effect is? What? It's people remembering things wrong and what? not wanting to admit that Pride. they were wrong. That's all <laughs> well, it is. The thing is, that's there's all also... It is. Um, there was a couple of cases in law, and I'm paraphrasing because I think I've covered this before, but where that la- this lady basically witnessed a robbery of a gas station. And then the lawyer managed to basically turn around and say that even though she was a witness, she was there and she saw the whole thing, she was remembering it well. Memory is not at all a reliable uh, no, metric. <laughs> Oh, God, that's going to be a massive spike. I didn't get to the pause button in time. Well, first topic. That's going to be very loud, but I will turn it down and... and oh, no. No, just use the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, just in case... Just... <laughs> just in case I don't manage to edit it so that it's still coherent and sounds good. Right. I, I sneezed a second time, but I managed to pause it that time. <laughs> What he didn't tell you is that that sneeze actually ruptured the space-time dimension in his nearby vicinity. And we're all actually broadcasting from Pluto now. <laughs> it's a bit colder. It's a bit cold, a bit dark. A bit colder. Just Not a bit dark. Just a tad. But we bought candles. Yeah, so we're alright. I've always got candles. Don't Maybe. worry about there not being oxygen, alright? They're magic candles. Yeah. That's it. They're, they're they light with the power court. of will. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, shall we do the weekly roundup? Yeah. Okay, so the first story on the weekly roundup. So, right. So, the son of a cult leader. Right, Sounds promising. Has bought a 130 acre compound in Texas to start his own religion cult cult yeah so it's the religion that well the cult that's known as the Moonies do you know about these guys no okay so the official name is I know who the Moonies are but that's different (laughs) 
So th- <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> a moving cult. That'd be great. But yeah, so the official name of this cult is, or is classed as a religion, is the... Um, the There's uni- just enough people. Yeah. The Unification Church. Uh-oh. I play Dead Space. <laughs> That's a big uh-oh. Uh, in case anyone hasn't played Dead Space, um, it's terrifying. And these people basically are like, yeah, humans are crap, so let's just that's feed yeah, ourselves that, yeah, yeah. to that's, the aliens. That's not the real unification church. They want to you know, be food for the aliens so that they can be unified in death. Let me just get this. That's yeah, yeah unification church. Family Federation for World Peace and Unification. That's the official name. And it was basically set up by this guy whose surname was Moon, which is why people call them the Moonies. Right. Now, when he died, there was this sort of fight for power between his wife and his son. Yeah. His wife won, and now she's in charge. Um, and his son just went, well, fuck you. I'm going to go start my own religion. Kind of like Bender from Futurama. I'm going to start my own religion with Blackjack and hookers. It's like the, uh, the <laughs> Forget the Blackjack. Catholic divide, <laughs> isn't it? They were like, no, we're doing it our way. Yeah. No, you do it your way. Fine. We both do it our way. So he says that his mother has gone away from his father's teaching. So his dad, the guy who starts with this religion, uh, basically put himself up as the Messiah. The Messiah. He's the second coming of Christ. And that's Lucky it. him. Um, and yeah, but this guy, so this new church uh, that the son has started, which he's just bought this compound for bear in mind there's nothing suspicious about an individual inheriting a shitload of money where they're able to buy a compound for their crazy cult <laughs> just saying <laughs> yeah so yeah the Rodovian ministries is what this comp- this new religion is called that now, sounds very well, authoritarian the ro- <laughs> The rod of iron is—it's uh, um, something from. Revelations. I'm sure it's some symbol of strength for, and it, unity. And no, 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 it's from Revelations. Oh, that's um, comforting. So yeah, so it's um, yeah. I know it's in Tennessee, not Texas. Sorry, I got it wrong. It's in Tennessee. Right, fair enough. Um, and it will serve as a training center for this religion. It's 130 acre in Granger County, Tennessee. Um, it was $460,000. Nice cool half million just sitting around, you know. <laughs> and he's, yeah, plans to construct training centres and a divinity school on the land. Training centres? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like... You don't even know the half... We've not even got to the... To the... Yeah. I'm, we've we've so not got before, to the scary bit. Before we get to the scary bit, <laughs> I'm sensing this guy is basically trying to create a sub-nation within the nation which could go to war against the nation eventually. Have you seen, what's it called? That fucking terrifying show. Um, the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah. I'll put the box down there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing nice about that no. at all. Uh, nothing. But it kind of feels like we're going that way where little crazies are taking over based on yeah. oddities. So, yeah, he wants to um, recreate the Chongpyong retreat. And I do apologise to any Koreans who are just offended with my piss poor trans- <laughs> attempt. And that, but that was something that was established by his late father 
uh, Son Myung Moon from the Unification Church. So he is Korean? Yes. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, he's separated from the Unification Church in 2017 following a dispute with his mother, with Hakja Han Moon. And he allegedly purchased the property so he and his followers could get back to the basics of the church without the corruption of his mother's satanic rule. So he's accused his mum of being satanic. Right, which kind of links into the main topic, but kind of doesn't Where's well. the evidence, though? Where's the... It's, yeah, exactly. It's one court leader's word against yeah, another exactly. court leader's this word. This is like the ultimate in wouldn't hold up in court. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's battle of the courts. My mum was a Satanist, and she changed what my daddy believed, and then when I went right. to do it, it was different, you'd so su- I said, fuck them both. You'd be surprised at what stands up in court. Well, this true. is for the main topic, man, but yeah. But, they, uh, but yeah, so... He's also a conspiracy theorist, of course. Naturally. Um, and see, this, so this is on the Daily Mail, unfortunately. It's a Daily Mail. So they keep saying, they keep using the words, worships AR 15 assault rifles, all right? Now, they don't worship AR 15. Yeah, no, there's nothing divine about a rifle. No, they don't worship rifles. They just might like them a but lot. But they do believe that. The AR-15 specifically is the rod of iron that is mentioned in the Book of Revelations. Wasn't there a picture of Jesus holding an AR-15 or something that went viral a few years back? <laughs> Probably. Maybe it's based on that. Uh, spoiler, no. <laughs> no. Um, I think anyone that understands anything about the concept of religion and specifically Jesus, know the last thing he's going to do is pick up an AR and start gunning people yeah. down left, right and centre. But so what they, what they've <laughs> Very done, different. So what they've done... They've, and he, an AR-15 won't do shit against God. So if that's where your fight is, that don't work either. Yeah. Can't but, kill the devil with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Can't kill an ideology with bullets. You can only kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of a crap result. Yeah. And he, uh, oh, unless the bullets have holy water on, we haven't tried that. No, we haven't tried. I don't know, man. It's probably been tried. Yeah, somewhere. To be honest with you. But then it's a bit of a bias because you use it on a people and they're dead anyway. (laughs) You don't know what the holy water did. (laughs) (laughs) Have you changed or renounced your satanic ways? (laughs) Oh, he's not breathing. Must have done (laughs) that. So yeah, so the reason why these people think, uh, why people think that um, this cult worships the L15. Is because they do uh, sort of ceremonies based around it. Well, yeah, they, they fetishized it by turning yes. it into a divine object. Basically, yeah. Uh, so it seems like if any of the congregation have an AR-15, they can take it to church with them on Sunday, and and it gets blessed. <laughs> oh wow! I don't even know what to say. That's so absurd. It's disturbing. <laughs> I almost feel like I'm you could put make, a nuke in that church I'm going to and they'd worship it and then blow themselves up kind of thing. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Throughout the course of this week's weekly roundup, this is not the only time that you're going to be... Oh, wow. That you're not going to know what to say. I just... <laughs> yeah, I, I guess all you can really do is sort of go, OK, well, they're crazy, but what can we do? <laughs> It's like Westboro. I'm t- yeah. batshit. I'm taking solace in the fact that it's in the news 
It's not happening in this country, but it's in no, this I'm country. No, I'm guessing it's those extremisms in America because yeah. they do extremes. But like at Marvel. least that means that they're being watched by someone. <laughs> I hope so. I do hope so. Because, you know... But then the fact that there's money involved how and so long, on and so forth, I can't help until, but think it's part of the problem. <laughs> how long until... What happened in Norway ten years ago with the Aldous Breivik? He was on a holy crusade and killed a load of teenagers. Yeah. How long until somebody who's in this fucking court goes into a school with an AR-15? You'd be stupid to think they're not planning it already. Yeah, exactly. Even if they are, even if they're not planning, it, and we're not saying that that they're that kind of court, but fucking hell, they could be. <laughs> I mean, why else would you? So think about what church is. Right, it's a place to commune. Right. Yeah with those around you of similar mindsets and so forth, doesn't it just sound like they're making a crazy plan or something with all their AR-15s in the room? Yeah, exactly. No. Sounds more like an easy of, way to respond. It's kind of what the American government wanted the Branch Davidians to be. Well, it's the more extremes in America, the more fights there are against each other and the less fights there are actually against the problems. But I'm not in America or American, so that's a, a different ball game for yeah. people that know what they want, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought I thought that was worth a, a little, yeah, no, a little talk about, a little chat, I casual mean, little talk about it's madness, kind a, of. a religion that blesses assault rifles. I think it's being like a British, perversion of religion, isn't I it? think being British is what makes us that idea so fucking bizarre to us. Yeah, because I mean, I do. Well, it's taking do one of the holiest and remember? most sanctimonious things that people have, or sorry, not sanctimonious. That sounds prickish. Um, sanctified things yeah. that people have, like it's, it's genuinely like. A, How old are you again? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, so uh, right. So in nineteen ninety-three, <laughs> I was three. You were three, so you don't remember the Dunblane School massacre. I obviously didn't at the time, but it's you know something that's come it. up in time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so what caused remember, us to not have guns anymore. I remember when this happened. It was 1993, I was 11, I was in school, and we had, went of oh, the day after it happened, because uh, we had PSE, which was, um, it was physical and social education, mm. it's just basically all the stuff that you need to be taught, but it doesn't fall Drugs into... Drugs and yeah, sex. It doesn't fall into <laughs> the other thing. Yeah. And we had a PSE lesson where the teacher completely just put everything, all his plan aside to talk about the Dunblane Massacre. And this was the day after. Mm. And for those who don't know, um, it was in Scotland, a small town called Dunblane, and a guy with assault weapons, um, who, because at the time in this country you could quite easily get these weapons mm-hmm. if you had the proper licence, which he did. And he went in, he killed a load of kids, a load of teachers, and then killed himself. And that was a school shooting that happened in Scotland. And that stopped this country from having these laws and got stricter on who can and can't own a gun. For the better, I say, because it It happened once. Port Arthur in Australia. It happened once. Huge mass shooting. Strict gun rules, gun laws. In America, it happens pretty much fucking weekly and they just refuse. I know. And so that's why I think whenever I hear anything like that... Do you know what the unfortunate (laughs) truth of that is, though? They value themselves more than they do others. Mm. 
Yeah. And that's what we've come to now, where we're so selfish that we'll actually put ourselves before other people and normalise it. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, this world we live in is amazing. I know. But, story number two. <laughs> this is more up your street. So, the headline is proper sensationalistic. Oh, I like that. <laughs> but it's, it's, not, it it's not what the headline says. Let's okay? tear it apart. So... Scientists have learned how to enter people's dreams. That's the headline. That's not the article. <laughs> no, I'm guessing the article is they found a better way to study brain activity while people are dreaming. So they're entering as in they've got things in or on your brain in the okay, dream process. kind of. You're, you're almost there. Almost. I'll take almost. You're almost there. So basically, they found a way... Of communicating with lucid dreamers, yeah, as they're dreaming. That sounds and this is basically the whole point of this, like, because I can't wait. There's going to be sort because this this was only released on Tuesday, I think it Mm. was. Well, dream psychology is already a fucking minefield. Well, that's it. That's the whole point because scientists don't know much about dreaming. I I mean, they still don't know why we dream. Psychology taught me a basis for it being like a. A computerized or mechanical process where all of the stimuli from the however long, you know, all the yeah. stuff you've seen in passing, all the stuff you've heard, all the stuff that anything that stimulates a sense is essentially stored. And then when you go to sleep and you do the sleep, it's kind of like your brain's way of your brain sort of defragging it. and going yeah. right. Don't need this shit. Don't care what she did on Tuesday. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what I. That, yeah, that's this. what I always. That's what I learned as well. And it sort of uh, chronicles it, and then depending on what's being discarded, can actually influence the what the dream is. You know, because yeah. you're like on a loading screen, right? You can't use your brain while it's clearing it. So all you've got is these cast-offs like dragon <laughs> castle. Uh, no, we don't need that. Uh, that's political system. Oh, now we've got a, a dragon castle political system dystopia going on. <laughs> so have fun with that. And then when you wake up, you won't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that I liked, um, and I can't remember, I should have I should have got the thing up actually before we started recording. But it's, So when you have a dream and there's people in it that you don't know, like, and you... You see their faces. That's basically just random people that you pass in the yep. street throughout the day. People that you paid enough attention to while you were sitting on the bus that you yeah. could see their That's face. it. It's not somebody you know, but it's so this. Yeah. So when you get people just like you know, um, oh, I saw this person in my dreams. It means she must be the one. Is that no? It's basically you've already walked past. Yeah, her. you're probably she sitting probably, on the bus. Yeah, she's probably stood in the in front of you in the queue in Starbucks. Or maybe it was the bus driver. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. exactly. It's just. I love that. I think that was really yeah. cool. Or even on like in TV and stuff, you'll love that. Um, you'll be watching a TV show or whatever, and some obscure actor that you only know from that TV show will pop up, yeah. and it's because you only know them from that TV show that the associated link is formed, and that all comes yeah. together. Like That's it's all it. your brain's a lot cleverer than you think, it's but so you don't crazy. actually run it. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, 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 not at all. But what? Um, and for those of you listening who don't know what lucid dreaming is, a so lucid dreaming is. A technique anyone can learn this and it can be done i've tried and i just cannot do it but i i know people who do i also know somebody who claims to be able to do it but i don't believe a word this man says um but i um but yeah so it's basically it's a way of controlling your dream yeah you're essentially if you that's think what of yourself as a, 
a gardener in your dream, you're yeah. able to sort of pick what seeds are planted and what grows into what and yeah. steal. And it. I've but you're tried. not necessarily in complete control. There's uh, yeah. usually things where you're just kind of swept up in or carrying on. But because you're, uh, what's the word? You're conscious Lucid. and Lucid. you're reasonable and you're understanding, yeah. it doesn't phase you. That's <laughs> it. So that, I mean, that's what means with me, with me, and as you know, I think I've mentioned it before, if not on this podcast, on various mm-hmm. others. But I suffer from um, repeat nightmares, recurring nightmares, pretty much on a daily basis. When I was little, I um, I ha- yeah, I st- I'm almost forty, <laughs> and mm. I still do. Well, when I say when I was little, I'm thirty-one. They went away when I was in my early twenties. Yeah, yeah, I still, I still do. I still have recurring nightmares. Um, I have um, suffer. I don't like using the word suffer for this, but um, I have sleep paralysis on quite a regular basis. That's horrible. It's it is man. Especially, I was reading something about it, the, the, an article about sleep paralysis, and it's got, well, most people have it about two or three times in their lifetime. It's like, I try well, a week, you, Are you conscious when it happens? <laughs> well, that's, that's it, exactly. So if I could do lucid dreaming, then I could probably get a good night's sleep, because I can control it. So when the nightmare is happening, I'm just like, oh, this is a nightmare, that's fine. Like, do you we reckon can you, sort this out. Oh, this is going to sound really insensitive, but it's too intriguing not to ask. Do you reckon you'd feel like Professor Xavier, like <laughs> sleep paralysed, but in your dream you're lucid and powerful, so yeah. you're sort of there? <laughs> I wouldn't, but it, I, I, to be honest, I'd probably be more like Magneto, just like waving around. Floating around, just like, no, no bothers, just like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But yeah, so that, so yeah, so lucid dream is something that I've looked into, but I just can't seem to do it. I, think I do know people who can. I'm, like I say, I know somebody who claims to, to have been able to do it since childhood. But um, Well, I've obviously experimented in it a little bit. Uh, I think I succeeded once or twice, but the... It's fascinating. It is fascinating, but at the same time, it's also kind of like a needless achievement. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to do something with the intent of it changing something or doing something. But well, in reality, in this, um, in this of, article, you just roll is, with what happens. Yeah. In this article, which is on sciencefocus.com, uh, they speak to somebody who has been doing lucid dreaming for years, and he said that his favourite thing to do is to fly. Well, yeah. Most people's, yeah, of course, and uh, yeah, so it's things like that. So, like, it's, you can control what you do in your dreams. I fucking love that, that'd be amazing. But so, yeah. what they do, but so then lucid, it does lucid dreaming the question happens. of how much time are they going to be spending asleep if they prefer that, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Neil Gaiman did that in his Sandman series, there was someone like that, but I, uh, so yeah, so lucid dreaming happens in uh, when it's in the rapid eye movement stage in the REM stage mm-hmm. of sleep. So, what they've what they did is to communicate with people while they're lucid dreaming is they wait for that moment because it's you, that's a physical tell because yeah, you yeah. can see the eyeballs behind the eyelids moving mm-hmm. fast and it's cyclical you're going to go through that multiple times yeah. throughout a night so all they've got to do is pick a point that's it so it's not a case of like basically they wait for that moment and they say okay can you hear me mm. <laughs> hello there earth to spain <laughs> yeah. it's they were communicating using like using um uh, beeps and flashing lights. Yeah, stimuli, and, sound, yeah, and light. basically getting a reaction from the people dreaming because they can see these flashing lights or they can hear these beeps. Yeah, so that's that makes it. So, perfect sense. Yeah, so scientists have learned how to enter dreams. It's not quite correct. They can influence <laughs> them and they can manipulate but them somewhat. The whole point is to learn more about dreams and what they are, and why you dream. Well, to be fair, we already know of some of those like. Um, 
you know, you can get those things that teach you stuff while you're sleeping yes. and stuff like that, and you just end up subconsciously knowing things. Yeah. You know, um, like stimuli is just anything, anything you can be stimulated uh, by. So as long as it's loud or strong enough of a light and sound, then yeah, it would have an influence. But obviously, they've got this weird sort of no man's land between where they could wake up. You know where it becomes like a disturbance to your actual sleep. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, yeah, that's quite interesting. I wonder what else they could get away with it putting in there though. Because light and sound are pretty much well, the the bulk of it. If yeah. you you're not really going to well, put the, a taste. The next in there. the next thing is to be able to sort of to actually talk to someone yeah. at that point uh, to say okay so. I think the the line to draw is when it's somebody else controlling your dreams. That's mm. that's where Inception comes in. Well, that and you could be unwittingly messing with circadian rhythms yeah. and things like that. Which really it, fuck someone up. Oof, just a bit caved one. <laughs> now <laughs> you are. That's it. Yeah. No, that's, that's really it's, Yeah, it's a good, yeah. I'll say, yeah, sciencefocus.com is where, the, where I got the article from. I found it really interesting. It makes sense. It's logical. There's nothing <coughs> preposterous about it. Yeah. And the fact that they've done it and there's an actual study out there, cool. I'd like to see the uh, what sort of sounds. And also, sort and of they like. did it, um, so the people that they, were, that they were using to learn how to do this, there's people who have been doing lucid dreaming for years and for most of their lives. Mm. So people who are like really good at it, and they also had some <coughs> some people who've only just started doing it, and also some people who have never done lucid dreaming, good. and they taught them how to do it. Mm, good. And they and that's the group that they use, and this way of communicating using these lights and sounds worked on people from every single group. Yeah, I would imagine it would work on people that don't lucid dream. It would just be subconscious, and they wouldn't know how to confirm it. That's it exactly. And in when in the dream, they won't know that it's not part of the dream. Yeah, well, that and the fact that uh, a lot of the time to remember a dream, you have to remember it, which means you had to have enough of an investment in it to actually have a po- an anchor point or something that could be yeah. used to reference it. It was like a point of memory, you know. That's why a lot of dreams would just disappear because it's discarded along with the rest of it. You know, you don't need it. But if a dream's particularly interesting, you might only remember an anchor point, like the moon yeah. or a building. Or a face. Or in my case, death. <laughs> but then it's a lot easier to sort of go, I only remember the, that part. There could be a lot more to this, but I won't ever know because I keep focusing well, there on is, this part. There is a machine. They had it in King's College in London at one point. There is a machine that can kind of create a picture of what somebody's dreaming. Sounds interesting. Weird. It is very weird, but it does, it's not. It's not like you know. It's, it, it's not like on a video screen. You can watch it like a movie. It's it, it's really strange the way that it works. It's more like sort of lines that sort yeah. of create shapes. And that makes sense. Well, it would essentially be looking <coughs> at brain waves, yeah. isn't it? And various basically. other triggers that are physical in the brain that you can see. Well, yeah, it's basically yeah, taking taking these lines from this machine and making a picture out of them. That's really cool. It's quite cool. That's yeah. quite cool. I'm worried though if they can start. Matrix in us, though. And I the thought you thought that was already happening. <laughs> I do, but I don't want a matrix within the matrix when we're already struggling to break out of the matrix. <laughs> you know, <laughs> having an inner matrix and an outer matrix makes things very difficult because then you've got the illusion of freedom outside of the matrix without being outside. He's getting into simulation theory again, people. Let's move on to story three. Shh.
just to stop with the fucking simulation. Right, story three, my favourite. So, <laughs> story three. It's becoming a big thing now for me to save the, uh, the really batshit ones for last. No, I like it. It makes so, them gradually build up to more crazy stuff. The boyfriend of princess of one of the princess of Norway, her name is the princess of Princess Norway. Martha Louise of Norway. Of Norway. So her boyfriend made a claim on Instagram, and then he deleted the post. Oh and he god! Straight away. Wait, wait, wait. So it doesn't matter that she's a princess; she's still subject to normal dramas. That's what sounds like happening here. The claim wasn't about her or her family. He made a claim about himself. That's probably even scarier. Can you guess what this claim is? Uh, he's secretly a lizard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the most absurd thing I could think of. That is exactly it. Oh, he wow. claims that he's a hybrid space lizard. Prove it. <laughs> do, you, do you want to hear the post? Yeah. I want... I want. So this guy, right, and also what makes him better, so his name, he's, he is a self-professed shaman. Uh-oh. <laughs> Calls himself Shaman Durek, right, which I found out today his real name is Derek. Right? Uh-oh. Right? He's, a, he's like Shaman to the stars. He's Gwyneth Paltrow's spiritual, uh, spiritual advisor. <laughs> This isn't getting better. <laughs> so, he wrote, <laughs> I am a hybrid of a space lizard, in brackets, reptilian, and Andromedia, in brackets, princess from Greek mythology. I think he means Andromeda. I'm guessing so. Okay. So yeah, so I'm a hybrid of space then, lizard. Andromeda galaxy is also where we yeah. kind of supposed to be. Exactly. Milky yeah. Way, Galaxy, and all that. But then, how would we be? And I don't even. I'm not entertaining that. Next, keep going. <laughs> so yeah, so he says he's a hybrid of a space lizard, and Andromeda, and I also have ancient spirits from the ancient world. <laughs> so do a lot of people. That's how you make alcohol. Yeah. for a very long time. Uh, lies have been told about our species that I want to address. We are a cluster of beings. And that means we've come here to create structures that help people to liberation. Space locks are here to loosen the system in a significant way. Everything that is locked in structures that actually limit or prevent people from seeing liberation, we shake. We come as disruptors to disrupt frequencies. And then after that, he started uh, to criticise 5G. (laughs) Because why not? (laughs) Oh, wow. But this is fascinating for me. So if you remember, when we did our episode on... Lizard people. There's keep. <laughs> I just am in disbelief right now. I told you. This guy has everything, and he's basically gone mad because he's got everything. He's the princess's husband. What, what is out of reach to this guy? I'll tell you what's out of reach: fucking space lizards. So that's where he's reaching to. Jesus, is that a midlife crisis? How old is he? Oh, God, that's a good question. I don't and know. is the princess hot? I think he is. Yeah, she is. Well, then, midlife crisis well, she's, she's in her 50s, I think. No, we're getting old quick. We need she to is. find a way. Cryostasis, aliens, lizards. I, I wouldn't turn her down. 
Yeah, so yeah, so she celebrated that she celebrated her fiftieth birthday in like last month in September. This how article doesn't actually say how old he is, but I can quite easily find out. I'm just curious if there's an age gap or something that would be otherwise. Don't think there is. He's forty six, so so no, that's four years. Fine. I reckon he's just bored and he's gone mad, gone cabin fever or something. I think so. There's something that happens to people. Um, especially spiritual people who have basically sort of gone as far as they can and they're not happy with what they have. Mm. You get the full reverse. Where they go a bit crazy. And also there's something that happens with celebrities, which we've seen happen with Gwyneth Paltrow, where they get to a certain point and then they just go... They either go batshit crazy with substances like Robert Downey Jr. did before his big reform and he became Iron Man lovely of the world uh, Charlie Sheen as well happened with him mm-hmm. or they go batshit crazy with spiritualism like Gwyneth Paltrow and Alicia Silverstone and people like that yeah so I think there's just such a fundamental disconnect isn't there like um, do you not think that fans and the deification of people as celebrities is already causing that. Yeah, of course. So celebrities kind of that's part of the job. Yeah, definitely. Because this dude, because this guy, I didn't realise until I sort of like looked him up. He wrote a book that I know of called Spirit Hacking, and I didn't realise it was him. Mm. What was this book like? Um, I've not actually read it. I just know somebody who has. I know two people who have read it. One said it's a brilliant, life-changing book, and the other said it's the biggest pile of shit she's ever read. So, media and, and both, it's all right. And both of those people are, like, really spiritual people. No, that's fair. Uh, but, yeah, it's yeah, spirit hacking. Shamanic keys to reclaim your personal power, transform yourself, and light up the world. I mean, it doesn't sound inherently evil or wrong or anything like that, but... I can't help but think that the whole, like, there's got to be a blur between fantasy and reality. Of course, guy. You know, there's got to be like a. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I could be totally wrong, and this could be the beginning of the lizard reveal. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you: if you're revealing yourself now, when the world is fucked, you've done nothing. But I think the fact yeah. <laughs> you were just there, the and then you revealed yourself when you couldn't do it. He's so he's saying that he himself. So when we spoke about this before, obviously it was we were mainly focusing on people who were accusing other people of being mm. lizards. This guy is saying he himself is a lizard, and also this is the only time I know of. There might be other times, but this is the only time I know of where somebody has said that the lizard people are the good guys because they're always evil. Well, I don't know. Like every other, like it's everything that you I've want them seen. To be, isn't yeah. it? If you need a villain, they're but a villain. Obviously if you need a mystery, shit. they're a mystery. If you need a, a good guy or an ally, they're your ally. You know, they're, they're whatever you want yeah. them to be. That's kind of why they're they, so easy Because um, he got engaged to this princess. I think it was either last year or this year. And since this happened, she has said that the wedding is not imminent. Is the exact thing? She's like, yeah, no fucking wonder. I'm surprised. <laughs> But then it makes you wonder if maybe his whole shtick was going after the princess to find more about the lizard people or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something <laughs> weird like that. But yeah, but yeah, so he claims to be half lizard, 
off Greek princess. Well, until he dies, we can't autopsy but him. It's how, not exactly ethical to how can you? Alive. But the thing is, I mean, like, if he said, you know, like I'm half lizard, half Greek, fair enough. But half Greek princess, like a specific person. Well, I mean, the idea of Andromeda being some sort of deity to things isn't absurd. It's just not very well. But wasn't supported. Andromeda the? Wasn't she the princess in Jason the Argonauts? Yeah, the one who gets sacrificed to the ground. Yeah, supposedly. But uh, or was that Clash of the Titans? Wasn't it? Might be Clash of the Titans, which isn't actually based on a real story from the mythology. Yeah, they oh, just no, no, it is, isn't it? It is. It's based on of, Perseus. They take it? some big names and they sort of jam the, them all yeah, together. Yeah, because the Kraken was never actually in Greek mythology; it was Norse mythology. Yeah, and some well. Even Norse mythology is kind of like a one-and-done story. Yeah. You know? It's like Norse mythology's got some weird stuff. There's some things that pop up in stories. They'll be like, yeah, you know that dwarf who hoarded all that gold? Dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, okay, you just do you, mate. How much have you had to drink today, Pete? <laughs> That's basically what it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a really, I'm a really spiritualist. Per- I'm a really spiritual person. Do you know why? Because I'm a lizard. I'm half a lizard. And ancient spirits from the ancient times. I don't think there'd be ancient spirits from 2000 fucking 20. I just don't. <laughs> what? The thing is, he's he's basically done that thing that you see on Facebook with girls all the time, where they're like, <laughs> fed up. <laughs> and you just sort of like, all right, I'm waiting for the, the explanation. I'm waiting for the facts or the actual information that I can process and work with here. And then you're like, okay, it's not forthcoming. Let me ask her. Oh, no, it's nothing. What? <laughs> so that's completely unfounded nonsense. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What she said about this? She can't be too happy about it. She hasn't said anything. Oh, keeping up appearances, I guess. Yeah, but still, she hasn't said anything. That I, I know mean, off so far, but... If I was in her position and this guy's suddenly like, yeah, I'm half lizard, I'd be suddenly going, <laughs> red flags, alarm warnings, disengage, yeah, eject, eject. Because he, he's, yeah, like I say, he, he calls himself a shaman. I mean, you're, you know what kind of person it is because he changed his name from Derek to Derek. Yeah. Why? I once met this guy who, um, he was a goth, he was into, um, like, the occult and things like that, and he called himself, he called himself Darabon, that was his name, and that's how he introduced me, and he was like, he was such a posing, like, twat, but he was like, I'm Darabon, and he put on this voice. I later found out that his name was Darren Bond. And he just put his name to like that's how he became up with his he, he kept calling it his magical name, which in 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 the occult and in ceremonial magic that is a thing you yeah. can get your magical name, but it's not just by taking letters out of your your real name. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it gave him some sort of uh, illusion of confidence or bravado or something like that, this guy enough. also claimed that he could literally fly. Next question. <laughs> Yeah, this guy was like, he was talking about how he could shoot uh, beams of energy out of his hands. Uh, I, I think like, we should. I don't no. know. That's, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's no. not how it works. One thing about physics is no religion can defy physics just yet. 
And the thing about magic is it doesn't work that way. No. It's internal, not external. Well, even if it was external, it would still have to meet the laws of science to <laughs> be a thing. Otherwise, exactly. it's, it's, it's not. Exactly. I completely agree, which is why most people in the occult community despise me. It's like the whole making fire out of nothing. You can't do that because you need something for the fire to burn, to consume, so that the energy is transferred into a different state. That's that science. Means, that's why I really liked... Um, and we know fuck all about science, might I add. We think we know loads because so far, over the last however many couple hundred years, these things have held up. Yeah. But give it time. And it's all going to fall apart. Honestly, just wait until someone goes, oh wait, gravity doesn't go down, it goes up. And then watch everything in the scientific community fall apart because <laughs> yeah. they were all based on gravity going down. It's amazing. But that's what we're looking forward to. You know, That's yeah, kind of, of the be- best parts about science is that at any moment it could be changed and updated. Yeah. It's just your understanding of it. You know? That's when we start understanding lizard people... Uh, anatomy well no because they're completely <laughs> and utterly different do they run hot or cold blooded because <laughs> one be, would kill them be, if they needed the other you'd think they'd be warm blooded wouldn't you because lizards are warm oh they're cold blooded no they're cold blooded I think they're cold blooded yeah so they'd be cold blooded but then they'd die but if because if they go from no, 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 you don't understand they would die your cells denature if they're not at 36 degrees so if your blood is cold and lowering your internal body temperature guess what all your cells cease to exist so how do lizards live? By not being part human. <laughs> but if... <laughs> <laughs> but if if these... Is, God, this, is back to, this was like our second episode, wasn't it? <laughs> our third episode. <laughs> but yeah, so if... But if they... If we go for the evolution thing, so lizard people have evolved... Then, then they're either lizards or people. They're not, but they're... They can't be both. They're not, but they'll be cold-blooded to start off with, where we were warm-blooded to start off with and evolved from a warm-blooded... We're still... No, we're still... But we're also ignoring the fact that he literally calls himself a space lizard. Has he ever been to space? <laughs> I don't, he's only half a space lizard, so probably not. I would imagine, from my limited scientific knowledge, that it would be easy to tell if someone's been to space or not. Do you not agree? I don't know. Well, I mean, they'd have to show us how they got there. Yeah. They'd probably have to show us how they got back, where they stayed during their trip. (laughs) Basic holiday stuff, you know. (laughs) Or even, you know, if they've got an intergalactic passport or something. Lizard people must have a passport to go to places in space that humans can't, right? There must be something, some physical thing. Okay, I think we're going too deep into this. We need to go into the main topic. I just, I need proof. I want these lizards to show me something. But let's not forget, though. Let's not forget. This is ramblings of a madman. (laughs) I want actual evidence, all right? I want to see a half lizard skull. Yeah, half human. I want to see the nervous system of this lizard man and see how it works and figure out if it is hot or cold-blooded or whether it's medium-blooded and maybe it's just water or something fucking weird. Only then will I ever give this any kind of credit. <laughs> I think you've already given it too much credit. So I just want to remind you that the theory that the space lizard people yeah. come from a constellation. Yeah. Just remember that. <laughs> well, that's not absurd, because constellation of stars, which are planets really far away. 
Yeah, but they come from a constellation, not a planet. But it could be a series of planets, like the Milky Way galaxy. Like when we go to Mars, where yeah, are we going to come from? If, yeah, but do we say that we come from Earth, or do we say we come from the Milky Way? We would say we came from the Milky Way, because now we're not just on Earth. <laughs> Moon bases. <laughs> you could say, I, I come from Earth and its lunar counterpart. Ooh. I come from the soul system. And then and then the aliens that you're talking to will go... No, they're not going to they understand shit because we're humans and we've given human names to everything. So when we try and talk human to a lizard, guess what they're going to do? They're going to pull a funny face and look at us weird and wait for us to start talking sense. And then when we don't, they'll kill us. <laughs> That's what it is me laugh about. Because I love sci-fi, obviously, but things like Star Trek and Star Wars and like... Why? Why does? Why are the whole species out there that have names that coincide with things from Earth, like the Romulans in Star yeah. Trek? Like, there's two planets next to each other, Romulus and Remus. They're the two brothers who founded Rome. They're from Earth mythology. Why are the two planets named after these two fuckers, and why are the people on these planets? Not to mention, but they have a very human way of scheming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do and the Ferengi the, the first time that you see a Romulus that's after the Romulan Wars which happened like centuries before the first Star Trek series the original Star Trek series and everybody forgot the fact that they, they're basically another type of Vulcan yeah they're the bad ones <laughs> yeah they're that. the ones that got that's a great on episode. the dark side of absolutely it. great episode that there is. wasn't a better explanation it was something to do with their religion breaking them apart into two separate sects Oh, I know, right? Funny how these because things... The, because the Romulans started worshipping rifles. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, well, yeah. Well, I mean, the Ferengi worship money. Yes, they do. Literally, like... Rule number one. Rule number right, two. We're, we're getting far too into... <laughs> Rule number three, profit. <laughs> getting far into Star Trek now. So that's the weekly roundup done. The week has been rounded up. Weekly square down. Weekly square... <laughs> What he said. Yeah. So let's, let's go make a coffee and yeah. get ready. I really don't wake. <laughs> so, main story of this week, Mr. Matt Smith. <gasps> My name, the power that holds. <laughs> so, the main story is, parents petition to have a principal removed from a school because she's an Iron Maiden fan. And they are saying we are deeply disturbed. Fucking hell. Parents of this day and age are a bunch of fucking scared. You see, it's not this day and age. So this this has gotten, like, this basically made me... This is the kind of thing my nan would have said. Oh no, he listens to metal music. He's not the right sort. Yeah. Come the fuck off. It's a woman as well. It's a female principal. And they signed this petition because there was a photo that she posted online... Of her, I think she was at an Iron Maiden gig, and she was like doing the Devil Horde sign and holding up a sign. And but and they, but the thing is, they specifically this better be a deeply religious school. No, fuck me. But they specifically mentioned the satanic imagery, which is what got me in the mood to talk about yeah, the nothing. satanic panic. That's mental. Uh, on that topic, because it's obviously quite short and quite slim, like piece of advice to all parents the more you try to protect your children from the things that you find unsavory in the world 
the less they experience and the more likely they are to fall victim to it in a much more sinister way. Your protection is depriving them of experience. Well done. (laughs) And then you wonder why we've got snowflakes who can't handle anything in the real world. Well, their parents protected them from everything and shielded them from harm and told them a load of shit to make them seem that they were better. For me, it's 2021. And yes, in the 70s, I Maiden were pretty fucking hardcore for their time. Now... You can hear them played midday on any classic yeah. rock radio. But not station. just that, but they're so famous that they've bled into other genres. Wheatus mentions Iron Maiden by name yeah. in Teenage Dirtbag, and there's a number of other songs that will yeah, do. Exactly. Like, how ignorant do you have to be to just put one and one and make eleven? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's just dumb. It was, uh, so yeah, the petition was signed by over five hundred people. Um, it says, as concerned parents with impressionable children at Eden High School, which is the name of this school in Canada, uh, we are deeply... Eden de- High School doesn't say that it's not religious. Just want to point that out there. <laughs> I kind know. of alludes to the opposite. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so it's not... Yeah, it's I a, understand, In the like, article it said that, that it's not... I guess what I'm saying is if it's a hardcore, like absolutely indoctrinated Christian regime... Yeah. Fair enough, but they're going to reject anyone who's not. <laughs> so, moot point. But if it's a normal people with normal beliefs and normal kids and normal parents, why in the flying fuck do you care? Yeah. So, okay, yeah, so the, uh, the petition originally said, uh, so yeah, as concerned parents with impressionable children at Eden High School, we are deeply disturbed that the principal assigned to the school blatantly showed satanic symbols and her allegiance to satanic practices on her public social media platforms where all the students can see them. Well, no, um, they can't. Uh, yeah, the How many was principals are friends with all the kids exactly. on these social networks? You jump into conclusions. Yeah, well, I, know, I know teachers who are on like Facebook under different names Yeah, so that the students can't I do the them. same thing because uh, I don't know if you know nowadays but it's commonplace for people to go through your social media when you apply for a job yes. or when you apply for a... that's wrong I don't agree with no, that no I don't agree with that you either. are hiring already based on a discriminatory process yeah <laughs> somebody <laughs> nothing I mean, this is my main my... point with this article is somebody's private life has absolutely nothing to do with how well they can do a job not just that but we're talking about something that literally has no impact on anyone or anything yeah like, your choice in music doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. really doesn't. Uh, but I kind, of, I kind of want to sort of grab these people and say, if you think I Maiden's bad, check out Deicide. Check oh, out no. fucking Burson. Give them some real Who the lead metal. singer actually did burn down churches. Yeah, give them some real. <laughs> Maybe make them watch Ozzy bite the bat's head off or something. <laughs> yeah. like, but even then... Uh, the petition was later updated to state that the demand for her transfer is not because of her love for heavy metal but for openly displaying her own handmade sign with 666 clearly displayed on it. That's an Iron Maiden song. Yeah, The Number of the Beast. 666, the The number of the beast. I'm not an Iron Maiden fan, to be honest. I think they're really (laughs) overrated. I like them a lot. I met Bruce Dickinson and I told him this and he thanked me. Yeah. For not sucking his dick. His exact words. Thank you for not sucking my dick. Most people do. (laughs) Fair enough. 
I had a drink with him and he was a lovely guy. I like Iron Maiden, but they were by no means as influential as some of the bands no. of their era. You know? those, we I were mean, talking those, about Queen song... the other day, and that's yeah. a whole different ballgame. Oh, God, yeah. that's, that's got real-world impact. There, I mean, so like, there, there were some Iron Maiden songs I fucking love. But like I said earlier, you know. there's one of them, The Angel and the Gambler. Uh, it's a great song, but that's not Bruce Dickinson. That was when he left and Bates oh. Bailey took over, yeah. but I love that song. No, it's, but again, like it's just it's artistic interpretation, isn't it? Yeah. So, like at the end of the day, theoretically, and this is going to sound hilarious, but it's also a catch twenty two. Every single person who has seen an image of the devil has participated in it because yes. they technically recreate that image of the devil every time they think of the devil. So the petition had five hundred people sign it. Um, the following week, there was a counter petition made by the students of the school. Ten thousand. Nineteen thousand. Banging. It's ridiculous. By the students. <laughs> yeah. Of the school. Because they realise that they don't want to be like in an it. echo chamber of all this crazy indoctrination. Yeah. So that petition said it's it's ridiculous that a couple of parents judge her role as a principal only based on an Instagram post about liking the band that I made and that's it. Eden High School is a public school, not a Christian school. We need Mrs. Burns. Yeah, I agree. So if anything, it sounds like these parents have then. an agenda to try and make this school more Christian yeah. or something. And that is... You're all right, just get the fuck out. But this is something that's not new. So in the 80s and 90s, there was this thing that is now referred to as the Satanic Panic. Um, now, I know a lot about this. Because this is something that I hold very close to my heart. Mm. Um, and this whole thing with the satanic panic in the 80s and 90s ruined people's lives. Of course it did. And it's not because of Satan, it's because of people thinking they know what's going on. And devout Christians are equally to blame, right? Yes, they're sitting definitely. there casting all this judgment on people for believing what they believe, they're already at flaw. So the main thing for me, and I'm not going to go in depth on this, I can talk about the West Memphis Three for days. Seriously, so the West Memphis Three. Do you know? Much no about idea. Them? Completely no blank idea. spot for me. So they're from a town called West Memphis in Arkansas, and it was nineteen. 19- Sorry, <laughs> whenever I hear Memphis, that song comes up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Walking in Memphis, Bobby Con. What's the original? I don't even know. Cher did. A, I know Cher did the cover of that. I don't even know. And Scooter did a version, but they called it Ray. They called it "I'm Raving." I was like, "I'm raving, I'm raving." That's a bit weird. <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah, but um, besides the point. But yeah, West so Memphis Three. West Memphis Three. So there's uh, three guys. So in this small town, uh, three small boys went missing, right. and then their bodies were found tied up in a swamp, and they'd been sexually abused. Oh, and one person looked at it and went, that's a satanic ritual. There's a kid in town who's into heavy metal. He did it. That's a very easy jump to come And then they went, and his friend. Was like, they also know this other kid. Now, this is a term that I do not like to use, but in the 90s, in 1993, the third member of the West Memphis Three, the term that they would have used would have been slow. Yeah. Or yeah. the horrific R word. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say horrific, but 
We used to use that pretty normally when I was yeah. a kid. These and that, even yeah. now, I don't... Uh, don't get me wrong. If you're using it directed at someone, not, not cool. Yeah. But when you're talking about something like a, a process or a, a system or a, a particular group of people's thinking or whatever else, that it, it's a perfectly apt word, right? Mm. Yeah. But, it's... but we've just demonised it a bit. Exactly. So, um, I mean, slow isn't exactly much better, is it? <laughs> no, exactly. And we can't that's use that's the... why I'd, I'd, I'd wanted to say like, it's not something that I'd usually say, no. but in the 90s, that's how he would have. Well, that's exactly right. learning difficulties. Um, he would have been easy to placate as a. So, you so had Damien Eccles and Jason Baldwin, who were friends. The third one is Jesse Miskley, who these, the, the um, one with learning difficulties. And he knew them, but he wasn't friends with the other two. So Damien Eccles was arrested straight away. And he's the ringleader. Now, all this evidence came out, and all these people were accusing them of stuff, and there were people lying. It's a small town, not a lot happens. All of a sudden, they're in the news, they're on TV. Everybody wants to get involved. Um, Damien Eccles didn't help things either, because he was a teenage metalhead. The natural rebel. And he always thought and he said this himself he knows he didn't help himself right? so he said to himself that his behaviour in court because he was laughing and he was waving he's like yeah because this is so absurd they're yeah. going to find me innocent guilty put on death row wow they were innocent he was the only one put on death row they're right, innocent. of course they're innocent let's be re- they're kids they're innocent so at the time um, I'm not saying all kids are innocent Jesse, Jesse Miskley was 17 Jason Bolden was 16 and Damon Eccles was 18. Yeah, so, there so they were sent down. And I'm not, like I said, I don't want to go too much into it, but um, there's a, a fantastic documentary called West of Memphis, uh, which is amazing. And uh, it's the best documentary about this that I've seen. Um, Last Podcast on the Left and Necronomapod both did amazing, really deep dives into the West Memphis 3. So yeah. if you want to learn more, I'd suggest those yeah. three things um, but yeah so Damien Eccles was put in solitary confinement and he was on death row he was sentenced to death by lethal injection luckily it didn't go through so like I said this happened in 93 um, and well I mean you've already said he spoke about how he didn't yeah. help himself in the present so I yeah. assume he survived yeah that's it yeah the three they're at the, the three are now actually free but um <laughs> but they were in prison for 18 fucking years so their lives are fucked um, Damien Eccles because he was in solitary confinement for so long so the, my glasses obviously they have that little tint because I've got um, I'm light sensitive and I I can like these ones I'm wearing at the moment don't actually have the tint because I'm indoors and it's fine mm. and it's, it's not that bad Damien Eccles can't look at a piece of paper without getting extreme pain yeah, it doesn't surprise He me. has to have, like, the, I mean, when my, obviously I've got my the proper tinted glasses that I have, they're pretty dark. I think the real question He is, has to wear them all the time because he can't see without it. No, it's Because totally it's too fucked. bright. Totally fucked. The real question is, why was his accuser not prosecuted? So, when they were originally... Because, um, as far as I understand law, you need evidence, you need a case, and you need to present yeah. your evidence so, to a jury who then decide. There was this evidence. process has been doctored. There was evidence, 
and there were people who were coming forward saying things, but a lot of people were making it up. A lot of the evidence was just this is a knife that belonged to this person. Oh, it me matches too, the, me too. One of the things, uh, so the three boys uh, that got killed, uh, they, had, they were found in a swamp and they were tied. They were tied up. And on their bodies were these weird little V-shaped cuts. So people are like, okay, so that's part of the ritual. They're making these with this knife. And um, and there was like the cuts were sort of serrated in a weird way, and they had this knife that belonged to Jason Baldwin, which had serrate like this sort of weird bit on the back. And like, yeah, they were using the back of the knife to cut. It's like, why would you use the back of a knife to cut? No, you don't. But also, these little V-shaped cuts match snapping turtle bites. They were found in a swamp. Yeah. That's overrun by snapping turtles. I think it was alligator turtles as well. So like the, the big fuckers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they uh, when DNA testing started being used in courts because in 1993 it wasn't. No, not advanced. So when it the, when it all started happening and they had this um, piece of hair that was found on one of the kids and they tested it and it did not match either of the West Memphis three. So they went to the judge in charge of the case, who was the judge that sentenced them and said, Look, we've got this, we need to do an appeal, they're innocent. And this judge went, No. And that was it. Yeah. So they had to wait until he fucking retired. Alright, and then they did this thing called the Alford plea. And the Alford plea is basically you maintain your innocence, but you admit that the evidence against you is really fucking good. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, okay, yeah, there's enough evidence to prove that I'm guilty. I've been set up, basically. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's basically saying, I'm innocent, but I'll admit that it looks like I'm not. So they had to do that to get out. And if they, like, and then it's up to the judge. Because the judge that they had could well have turned around and mm. said, no, get back. Get back in. You're going to be killed by lethal injection. You can go and finish the rest of your sentence. Luckily, the judge that they had was on their side, reasonable, reasonable, saw what was actually happening and said, right, time served. Well, I think he's the real hero of this story. Definitely. definitely. But there are still people out there who are just like, no, they were guilty. So there was one of, it was a stepfather, no, it was a father of one of the boys who went missing. At first, was like, yeah, these three boys killed my boy. And then, years later, he's like, actually, you know what, looking at everything, looking at things, no, I'm on their side, they're innocent. As a he father, completely changed. it would have been so easy to get closure from the path of least resistance. So yeah. I can understand that. I don't fault him for it. The fact he didn't get closure and had to go back in shows exactly and what And that's happened. the thing, because whoever murdered those three little boys got away with it. Hmm. Still don't know. There's theories. There are theories on who it could be, and there is one very obvious <laughs> answer. But... It, that's it, that's going to be unsolved. Yeah, it does. And these three teenagers, 18 fucking years. They 18 were, that's years. That's half of their lives they were in prison. 18 for, years. Pretty much. That's mad. Damien Eccles has written books. And uh, I'd like, like to point out if they weren't criminals or deviants or in any way vindicated or vilified, they will be now because they've been put in a position where the self-fulfilling prophecy is at work. Exactly. Everyone believes them to be satanic, um, horrible, dark people. Yeah. So guess and what they're going to fall into in society? And it's your fault. There are people out there who are still just adamant that they're guilty and that they did it. They didn't. There were teenagers who listened to heavy metal music. They were the outsiders in, their, yeah. in a small town. 
that was it. And the fact that um, Jesse Miskelly wasn't even friends with the first two, he just knew them because it was a small town and everyone yeah. knows everyone. He just knew them. And they used his me learning... Twin Peaks vibes, like yeah, something exactly. proper creepy is going down. Yeah, they used his learning difficulties to, like the police used his learning difficulties to their advantage. Because disgusting. they were sort of like, you love your family, you want to see your family again, don't you? So tell us what happened that night. You do satanic rituals yeah, with Damien Eccles, don't you? Not like, at all. Yeah, like I said, I watch, watched uh, Line what, of Duty. Yeah. They did a story very similar to really? that, where they were basically this um, this guy with mental issues had been put in the limelight for a crime, and it was just so neat and tidy, <laughs> right? So neat and tidy, and this guy's like being uh, harassed and being words put down his throat and so on and so forth. Like at the end of the day, it's exploitation. You're taking advantage of the situation yeah. to clean up quicker and go home. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no justice but, there. Yeah, the whole West member, like the Paul Damien Eccles, and like the, because uh, he was like, he like got it worse out of the three of them. No, of course he because did. he was on death row. And they were going like to kill him. Said he didn't make it easy on himself. They were going to kill him, but he and it's purely because he came from a troubled family. He listened to heavy metal music. He smoked weed. He fit what this conservative guy thought was a satanist. But then that's kind of the problem. And this was a social worker as well. This was a social worker who worked with Damien Eccles and his family. Well, um, And he said, oh yeah, no, this is, Damien Eccles did this. I'm sorry, but that social worker should be absolutely fucking lynched. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's the opposite of what social workers are supposed to be. As someone who's had a social worker in my youth, for being a rebellious teenager, yeah. for having issues with my family and having to be sort of talked to and so on and so forth. There are social workers that influence your life in a positive See, way that, and help you get out of shit. And the then there are people like that who are just like, I can do what I want. Yeah, this is why, like, the story of the West Memphis Three and the overall satanic panic, this is why it's something that I hold very close to me because I was the outsider in my community. Yeah, everyone is. I was the one that listened to heavy metal and I dressed in a certain way. And I used to, you know, I used to claim to be a Satanist when I was like seventeen, eighteen, just because it was the edgy thing to do. Well, it was the opposite. Of what I had a Satanic else. Bible that I used to carry around. I never read it. I've, obviously, I've mm. got. You know, you can see my copy now, and I've read it now. Um, but yeah, when I was small, I used to have shout "Hail Satan" to the devil horns to try and shock people. But that's just if that happened where I grew up, I'd be the one. Like in nineteen ninety three, I was eleven. But then, I mean, <laughs> going back to more sort of primitive behavioural psychology. It doesn't matter what the subject contacts it. You're a kid that wants some attention. Yeah, exactly. Like, it could be anything you're talking about. It doesn't fucking matter. People need to be smart enough to figure out the actual problem is underlying, not right there. You can't just pin fucking who people are based on one certain set of principles. Otherwise, we're fucked. (laughs) We'll just be what we're told we are. It's terrible, but yeah. But yeah, but luckily, they they got out and they're free now. So um, Damien Eccles, because Damien Eccles uh, is an occultist, he practices high magic. Um, I watch a lot of his videos on YouTube, and I've got a few of his books. I imagine he's probably quite intelligent. He's as very a intelligent. You'd love him, actually. You'd really like this guy. Uh, yeah. You would I really doubt like you. him. Well, that's what I mean. When you go through tragedy and turmoil in your life, it tends to make you a better person, yeah. which is why all these people that have never suffered don't understand life yet because yeah. he, start, so he, he started he started meditating in prison and that's what got him into like the occult and practicing mm. high magic and that's what got him through it well I'm grateful that he came out of it with he's a married now positive as well. he's living in New York but I mean 
it would have been so easy for him to come out and just fall into exactly what people painted him as. But it was such a big thing. So um, there was these uh, free the West Memphis three concerts for the entire eighteen years that they were in, and you had people like I mean like Eddie Vedder um, from Pearl Jam released a song that was written by Damon Eccles. Johnny Depp was one of his big like he like, was Peter Jackson. They were all giving money to the court like yeah. like to help them to get the proper lawyers and like the lawyers they got were fucking on top. Like, but the fact that it took the, the lawyers they had originally, the lawyers they had originally, they didn't give a fuck. Of course not. But yeah, once once like people because you know because they were they were Pearl Jam fans, they were Metallica fans, and once they got involved, they were like okay, let's chuck some money at this. Mm. And when Peter Jackson got involved, and it was just like okay, now we've we've got your Hollywood lawyers. <laughs> it was like, and that's where the Alfred plea came from. It's like okay, we can do this. But the fact you that maintain your innocence, but you say yeah, the case does look. Is you know the the evidence is very convincing for sure. But, but now, I am innocent. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for the intervention of all of these public figures and so on and so forth. But what if the story didn't matter to them? Yeah, exactly. What then? The guy dies. Exactly. It's over. But this happened getting to the end of the original Satanic Panic. Now, decades before that, or a decade before that, in the eighties, was the Mech Martin preschool trial. Do you know about this? No. So, this started with a book called Michelle Remembers. And That sounds like a very dark book. So it's this guy <laughs> who was a hypnotherapist and a complete and utter fucking charlatan and quack. Right. Well, and yeah, you said hypnotherapist. <laughs> and, it and he claimed that one of his um, patients, a girl called Michelle had all these repressed memories that were coming out in hypnotherapy about satanic ritual abuse in McMartin Preschool. And then all of a sudden, all these other people, after they read that book, went, I went through the same thing at the same place. I went through this at another place. And this whole thing just spread. And that, and that was basically the start of the satanic panic. This is where the whole uh, Dungeons & Dragons being yeah. satanic and things like that comes comes into it. And again, life were ruined. The people that ran this preschool were in prison for a certain amount of time until they were found innocent because, obviously, there was no evidence. Um, there was another... I can't remember the name of it now. There was another preschool where the two people, they haven't... They, they, they Obviously, like they couldn't work in that field again after that. Yeah. Because whether or not you know, they'd be found guilty or innocent... I'm still struggling guilty with, in people's eyes. Like I'm still struggling with how these extreme Christians are working because they're they're a complete juxtaposition. Like they shouldn't exist. They're a paradox. Like they claim to be Christians and doing the right thing, but then there's no forgiveness. There's no this remorse. Is, this is there's why no I say guilt. People like no... the Westboro Baptist Church are not Christians. No, they're full of shit because they don't follow the teachings of Jesus Christ it's not just that but it's just the general principles of being a half decent person that yeah. kind of is built into all religions isn't it like it doesn't <laughs> matter who you talk to if they're religious and have a bit of spiritual belief they generally believe in a lot of the same consistent things with a few twists and differences here and there how could any Christian community persecute children yeah without any fucking evidence of that might I point out because that, that's not evidence what they've got that's just a, let's close the case yeah exactly 
maybe the parents were rich or something maybe there was something going on behind the scenes or some kind of a I don't know, maybe it was a religious takeover and they only wanted the most devout or so. I don't know, but it all sounds batshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. batshit. The youngest of the West Memphis three was 16. Yeah, it's mad. 16, and the oldest was 18. They're literally just adults, so they're going to get treated at the worst sort of penalties so possible. So bad. But I'd, yeah, I'd strongly recommend watching the documentary West of Memphis. They go yeah, really we'll deep do. into it. It's really good. We'll very do. good. That's and so the best good. thing about that is when they started filming that, that was before the original judge retired. So they were still filming when they did the Alfred plea. Good, good, good. So you get to see... The actual chronicle. It's so yeah. good. It's a very good, yeah, very good, very good documentary. And they go into a lot of how, like, the prosecution... the pro- Like, the original prosecution, they were just out for blood. Mm. And the original defence, they just didn't give a shit. Yeah, man. And, yeah, and it's just... But, yeah, it was terrible. So bad. And it, the same thing happened with the preschools and things like that and you know there's all these talks of there's these secret tunnels under these nurseries and that's where the kids like when parents drop the kids off the kids get taken to these tunnels they get sexually abused um, they do rituals to Satan and they do all this stuff and I'm gonna just be honest life's just too good for some people and they have to fuck it up yeah exactly and none of this happened and there was no actual evidence of it it's and a preschool fucks they're less so, than five. Yeah. And this is another thing as well, where um same as they did with um with Jesse Muskelly, where they were they would talk to the kids to get evidence from the kids. So they said, So you were abused by this person, this nursery. No, I like it there, it's nice. They don't they no no, they didn't hit me, they don't do anything. I was like But even that But your mummy have... says that they did. Is you is your mummy a liar? No, my mummy's not a liar, so they did. Oh, okay. Which You're is talking to preschool kids. Duress, which is not part of the questioning. Process. And that's the similar thing that they did to, with Jesse Miskley yeah. to get information about Damien Eccles that didn't exist because Jesse Miskley wasn't in their friends. Bad cops, bad legal system, bad everything, bad people. I mean, to be honest, if you're one of those people that advocates no. for the prosecution of kids on a fantasy, you should probably get a lobotomy. Because things won't get better. <laughs> Your life get will better. only get worse. Yeah. Now a lot of people look at things like this and say, "Yeah, well, that was then. Yeah, this was. You know, this was in the eighties and the nineties. It's like 30, 40 years ago. That was then." I have been saying for a very long time that the satanic panic never ended. No, it hasn't. And this article about this principal at this school is proof mm. that it's still going. And I've got some more. I mean, we've already like kind of spoke about this with that basketball player who wore a dress. Mm. It's a similar thing. Yeah. Who cares? And um, do a lot what of, you do and own it. Don't and fucking... QAnon is one of the worst sort of uh, things about it. So yeah. Well, I mean, everything about QAnon's basically a cult, but it's the loudest cult on the internet. So people yeah. are forced to listen and to the shit they have to yeah. say. And there's a lot of the satanic panic in that as well. I'm it's the surprised. modern satanic panic. But then I'm, I'm going to be very candid, and this might be offensive, but it shouldn't be if you understand anything of what we've been speaking about. And that is, if your religion is just a tool for you, if it's just there for you to get whatever you want out of and get whatever you think is right, and so guess what? It's not a religion anymore. You're basically a Nazi. 
You're picking and choosing. It's fascism. You're just de- yeah. You're deciding who and does lives, who doesn't lives. You're uh, oh, this particular character trait is acceptable. You're genetically engineering everything. You're you're literally the worst thing to happen to humanity. Retire, fall yeah. on your sword. It's disgusting. Yeah. So as I call like alien theories, the gaffer tape of all conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, Satan, like the satanic conspiracy theories, is kind of like it's kind of like Worcester sauce on cheese on toast. I like Worcester sauce on cheese on toast. So do I. It's amazing. <laughs> but you've got cheese on toast, which is already great, and then but you just need to make it that, just that little bit different, that little mm. bit extra. So you put some Worcester sauce on it. I think when it comes to... Uh, and that's what Satanism or conspiracy theories is. Because you're trying to convince somebody that these people that you're against are evil. What's the worst evil you can think of? They worship the devil. But do you know what I find funniest about it all? The insecurities of these devout religious to be so shook in their own beliefs that these people can do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> They're so insecure... They don't believe shit. They don't have any sort of goodwill. They're just doing what the herd does. You know, they're not part of anything. You're just terrified that one day your religion will be made out to be just like every other religion. Irrelevant. Irrelevant it's yeah. yours. Who cares? You know, what's the difference between me practicing a religion and me practicing a philosophy from a certain philosopher? There isn't one. It's just the case of how many people believe the same thing and echo it. You know? Yeah. If someone comes to my community and we're all acting in a certain way, you think there won't be an upset because this person is different? Of course there will. It doesn't mean we have to decide that they're the enemy and we have to kill them or off them or remove them. No, you embrace them and you you show them what you like about your stuff and you also take what they like about their stuff. And that's how you evolve. That's how we got to Protestantism and Louf Catholic and various other things. Like, have some fucking flexibility. So, um, this was from October the 8th of this year, okay, so in September, a, I think he's a conservative politician called Michael Flynn in America, um, he's been accused of being a Satanist, okay, by followers of QAnon, and he actually had to make an official statement to say he's not. And the reason why is because he led a prayer during a conference um, at the Lord of Hosts Church in Nebraska in September. And people didn't recognise this prayer and were like, that's a satanic prayer. Fucking idiots. I'd just like to point out, I'm an advocate of full separation of church and state. So that's already a fucking red flag. Yeah. (laughs) Because now it's a Christian state. Yeah. And it's not embracing anyone Kanye West released a new album last month. Oh no, yeah, I know. And people are saying that it's satanic, and that he did a concert, and that was, or he did a, he had a party for the release, and it was a big satanic ritual according to his people. His ego has taken a trip around the moon and back, yeah. and he literally thinks he's become a messiah or a second coming. Yeah, but people are accusing him of satanism. Uh, Lady Gaga has been accused of being a satanist. So you know the song "Bad Romance," so that bit rah rah da da da. Apparently that is a satanic prayer. Of course it is. Um, no, it's not. It's, it's just words. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> sarcastic as fuck. I'm it's saying just... anything they don't understand is satanic, isn't yeah, it? Because it's it. a threat to their... Exactly. They're so insecure. Now, 
it's we ju- can get come out of America for a few for a few minutes. It's like the realization that your religion might fall apart at any second, and you have to do anything to save it. A gang has been jailed for snatching a child over satanic abuse fears. So these oh, yeah. people made this plan. Like, this is this year. This was a few weeks ago. This was like three weeks ago. I was going to do this on the weekly roundup, but I decided not to because we've been talking about a lot of depressing mm. stuff at that point. And um, I think this this was this was the I think it was on the lizard people. Obviously, that was a really harsh story yeah. that's led us into that. So, so yeah. So this get these people they decided that these uh, parents of this baby were satanists and they were going to be using this child for satanic rituals and they're going to kill it so they kidnapped the kid to save it not cases do you know where that happened Anglesey we're out of America now it's here that's in Wales I'll be honest the further away you are from a city the less developed you really are because you're not exposed to multicultural beliefs you're not exposed to people having that kind of normality around you and it being fine and normal it's such a threat to you in your idyllic little country tucked away where everything's where you know everyone and everything's vetted and chosen by the old people and everything yeah. no that needs to die yeah. that whole thing needs to die we can't be judging people based on anything other than what they do what their actions are whether they breach the law what you believe cool let's talk about it it doesn't yeah. fucking make it... Well, let's it. talk about Satanism. Yeah, do it. What is Satanism, Matt? Uh, well, what do you know about Satanism? From my understanding of Satanism... Which probably mainly comes from me. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's almost like a antithesis of Christianity. Like um, I don't want to say a parody, because that kind of diminishes its value, but it almost is. It's like a prod or a... Uh, a jab at like how ridiculously stiff and regimented all Christianity has become these days yeah. to almost laugh at it and go the other way. It's so, got nothing to do with Satan. No, so to there, be are, honest. there are two <laughs> different types of Satanism there's theistic Satanism and atheistic Satanism. Mm-hmm. Now, theistic is the belief in the original biblical account of Satan mm. who is not evil. He was more sort of like God's henchman. And his name was Hasseton. So the story of Job, Hasseton was the one who was putting Job through all these tests. It's more like a Loki character in the Bible. Someone that hasn't kind got of. any sort of allegiance. And just no, he's, he's got an allegiance to God. He sits on God's right hand. And it's basically when God has to like do something nasty, Hasseton, go and do this for me. Well... That's given me a very negative impression of God not being able to carry out his own dirty. <laughs> That's yeah, and that is like the oldest of Old Testaments. Mm. And then it wasn't until like sort of medieval times when things started to flip around and the devil became this evil figure. And it's when the Bible was getting rewritten that the devil became. Well, that's Hasseton became. I believe God Satan and the devil are the, the same person. It's just it the sense. capacity at whatever they're they're doing at the that time makes is sense how you're going to go look at it. I'm an ego theist, so like. God doesn't exist, devil doesn't exist. Yeah, no. And that will, I think that... So theistic Satanists, they believe in the literal devil. But they also believe but in God. they believe in God. They're basically Christians. But they don't believe that, the, that Satan is evil. He has a job to do. 
and he order and chaos. The balance. He, he punishes sinners. He works with God. And that's it. Atheistic Satanists. That's so. These are the one. These are the. the there's lots of different types. Of, like, yeah, different of course. Groups. The two main are the Church of Satan, which was started by Anton Lavey in the sixties, and the um, Satanic Temple, which was started by what's his name, Lucian Greaves, in the two thousand. I can't remember the exact year. Um, now these are the ones that are being used by these conspiracy theorists. Now, the Church of Satan, I've got the Satanic Bible written by Anton LaVey right here. I mentioned earlier, I used to have this when I was a teenager. Mm. I never read it, I just had it for the look. Got it as an adult, read it, loved it. Kind of agree with a lot of what Anton LaVey said. Mm. I'm not a Satanist, I'm very close to a Satanist. It's, well, that's um, the thing, why do you have to identify as something exactly. to actually... It's not something that I identify it. as, but it's something I identify with. Yeah, fair enough. Because my sort of personal philosophy that I've created through my own experience is very similar mm. to Anton LaVey's. So it's not something I identify as. It sounds, I, I mean, with. from afar, it sounds like a very I much achievable to, human I much, philosophy yeah. as opposed I much prefer to, to refer to myself pinnacle that you've got in Christianity exactly. where everything's unachievable. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I, I much prefer to refer to myself as an ego-theist. So like yeah, the love fair. and the reference that you would give to a god, give to yourself. Mm. You are your own god. I am my own yeah, god. Yeah, I like that one. So that's... That's Alan Watts. I have my... I, I even have some my crazy own, stuff. I have my holy day. I have my own holy day, which I do special rituals and ceremonies on my holy day. Shit, I should book a holy day. It's great. It's good. <laughs> Join me. Join me on the occult side, Matt. But we've got to be careful, because then we could get branded as Satanists and Come be a threat to actual religion. Come and, and do some magic us. with me. Yeah, I'm down with that. Let's do some magic. Let's do some magic. We should do that on the YouTube. Purple yeah. magic. Purple magic. We can do purple magic. No, because I don't know what purple magic would be. <laughs> I'm scared. Purple is just my default go-to. I, my default go-to is chaos magic, so that could be purple magic. Well, isn't that just playing the lottery? Kind of, actually. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But yeah, so where did we get to? So yeah, so Satanism. So that's... So let's have a look at atheistic Satanism because these are the two groups, well, there's lots of them, the th- three main ones. So the rest makes sense, but atheistic Satanism is a paradox. Because okay. the idea of Satan is obviously a counterpart to God, so, wouldn't exist to an atheist. Yeah. So it's already so a bit of a. Atheistic huh? Satanism, they don't believe Sounds in. Sounds more religion. like liberalism. <laughs> yeah, kind of is, to be honest. So they don't, they don't believe in the biblical devil, they don't believe in the literal Satan. Instead, they use Satan as a re- to represent certain mm. things, and the two main ones, Church Satan and TST, they re- use Satan as a representation of different things. So, for the Church of Satan, Satan is a representative of um, enjoying yourself and hedonism, hedonism, individuality. Mm. To the Satanic Temple, Satan is a representative of the ultimate rebel. So, TST was created... He's basically a terrorist before terrorist was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the Satanic Temple was created in order to... Because they, they, they're protesters. They're the political arm of Satanism. Yeah. Of Satanists, where the Church of Satan is the philosophical arm of Satanists. But they don't get on. 
<laughs> I can imagine there's a lot of. And I mean, to be honest, already like, hedonism I, and philosophy have a lot of difficulty. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Satanic Temple because they're too loud. That's fair. And because I much prefer to go for the philosophy, uh, philosophical route. But they do do some good things. We mentioned it recently about the Texas abortion law, mm. where they're fighting it, saying, "Yeah, but that law goes against your religious war because we're a religion, and that's part of our religion mm. is giving women the freedom to use to their bodies and choose." that I find that whole argument is ridiculous because it's not your fucking body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's for another time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's a really basic rundown of what those two main... So when people talk about satanic rituals, they're mainly talking about Levain Satanism or Church of Satan. Now, Matt, tell me a satanic ritual. Um, I mean, do you want me to tell you what a satanic ritual would be perceived as, or do you want me to tell you what an actual one is? Mm. Both. Start off with what is a satanic ritual perceived as? So it is definitely not where you try and summon Satan into your house or your room or into a person or any kind of actual manifestation of some kind of crazy nonsense being. It's definitely not that. It's more a realisation that the... I mean, when you look at a priest and the shit they're not allowed to do, right... And how restricting and confining and almost it strips away their humanity a bit, doesn't it? Because they're not able to people anymore. So it's almost like a reinforcement of the shit they're not allowed to do. You're actually allowed to do, just not too crazy, (laughs) you know? Um, Like a ritual would just be anything where you sit there and you're like, I don't know, you kiss your lottery ticket and you want a, a win or something. Anything is a ritual. Anything that you there do is, with the intention of something coming out of it. There is technically no such thing as a satanic ritual. Well, yeah, in that and definition. That's from theistic or atheistic Satanism. There are rituals that Satanists do, but there is no ritual that you have to perform to be a Satanist. Yeah, no, that makes sense. A On ritual, the contrary, though, I'd like to point out you have to get baptised and confirmed and do the ceremony was, communion exactly. and all that shit you was, have to do worse rituals in Christianity I was going to say exactly the same thing mm. a ritual you have to do this ritual to be part of this community is Christianity it's pretty fucked up the ritual so <laughs> here's a little cracker that's his body and here's some wine that's some blood gulp that down uh, yeah. make sure you feel like a true cannibal and then tell us how you feel. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna drown you for a few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Waterboarding Splash. for Christ. Yeah. We're gonna clean your face and tell us it's changed you. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But yeah, so um so yeah, like I've got my copy of the Bible here. And there is a part in the Satanic Bible where he talks about satanic rituals, but he also says you don't have to do them, it's your choice. Yeah. Well, it's like anything. You you have agency. You have choice. Yeah, like, exactly. And that's the whole point. It, and well, that's exactly what it's stressing. One, is the one freedom of, to choose. Yeah, one of Anton LaVey's main things about setting up the Church of Satan was that he was going against Christianity. Yeah, the So a lot of the things... I mean, there is a black mass. Well, there's a thing that he calls a black mass because of the Christian fear of a black mass. Uh, but again, it's not something... There's no meeting place there's no like you know specific day that you have to do things and it's all about you if you want to you can if you want to be a Why fully, fully fledged got religious connotation when it literally just talks about a group of people 
Yeah, you can you can be a fully fledged member of the Church of Satan with a, you get a little card that says it's two hundred and fifty pound one off or two hundred fifty dollars one off payment, and you get this little awesome looking red card. It's a fucking beautiful thing, right? and um, that says you are fully member. You are a member, and that's it. That's all you get, right? Well, yeah, they also stay out to live. You can still you can still be a member of the Church of Satan without paying that. Probably. <laughs> you don't need the card. <laughs> That's it. Um, so satanic rituals don't technically exist. It reminds I know me satanists. of that. I know lots of I know lots of people who are satanists. I know pagans. I know obviously being into this sort of mm. thing and being into the occult myself. I know loads of people, and I know satanists who don't believe, don't do magic. They don't believe in it. You don't have to to understand the exactly. basic principles. Exactly. Exactly. It's and not there's a whole chapter you. in the satanic bible all about. Uh, satanic magic hmm. but he also starts it by saying if you do magic and it works you have to believe in it if you do magic and it doesn't work don't believe in it yeah and choose for yourself <laughs> yeah. be a fucking grown up exactly that's it but one of the big things so consent is such a big thing in the church of Satan as well I'm the same with the satanic temple because um, it's definitely not in Christianity no but they go past just sexual consent so if there's a Christian family, okay, mother, father, two kids, mm-hmm. all right, one of the kids decides he's not a Christian anymore. Obviously, been brought up as a Christian, doesn't want to be a Christian. Parents, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, that's cool. We'll let you live your life mm-hmm. how you want to live your life. That's fantastic. Sunday morning, going to church. Well, I'm not Christian, so I don't have to come to church. But you're too young to be left in the house by yourself. So you come to church with us. Well, that's where you get indoctrination. Exactly. It's very hard to sort of tell exactly. what's parenting and what's indoctrination. One of the you don't biggest even know rules of, of being a Satanist in the Church of Satan as a family is if a member of your family doesn't want to be a Satanist, they're not a Satanist. Well, they can't. Yeah, it's fundamentally opposed. To you. <laughs> it's like saying, yeah, if you're a Christian but you don't believe in God, that's 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 okay. No, it's not. You can't be one without the other. Yeah. So, I mean, the point that I'm trying to make with all this is that what these conspiracy theories and the people who are still fueling the satanic panic 40, 30 years later, they are using such a bastardised They're Christians idea. from the 1800s, mate. They haven't exactly. evolved. Yeah. Their brains are still wired to think that anything that's not what they don't understand can't exist. So has to be devil-worshipping or something horrible. because that's they're it. They're too thick to understand modern society, so they have to rely on religion as a crutch to tell them how it works. But religion can't explain modern society; it doesn't apply. <laughs> this, is, I mean, this is it's where... from two thousand years ago minimum, and it fucking barely keeps up at that. Yeah, this where what I said earlier about it's it's the the Worcester sauce on your cheese and toast, because you get these people who, you know, they're, they're trying to tell you this people that like. There is a theory that Boris Johnson's a Satanist. Well, that's probably just because he's lacking empathy, is a bit sociopathic, and is a megalomania. So he's clearly not of God. His missus was a goth in the nineties. Doesn't matter. There's his behaviours are not that of a yeah. Christian. Therefore, there's, they must be there, a Satanist. There's pictures of of his missus with um, uh, pentagrams drawn on her arm from a play she was in in school. Cool. I don't really. They're just people, and they're. And that's about it at the yeah. end of the day. But 
I can totally understand him not echoing with any religious things because the man's got no empathy. He's got no sense of society. There's a picture there's from no, me. There's a picture he's totally me. already a hedonist. So, of course, it aligns more with Satanism. But he's a cunt. <laughs> so he's taking thing, something. I mean, like, yeah, so there's pictures of her with a goth guy and, and then paint lights, pentagrams, and which, again, the pentagram is not a satanic symbol. Um, Tenacious D have it on their album cover. Exactly. And this, this could be bringing something else up in a minute. But yeah, so there's pictures of her when she was younger with this goth guy, all this pentagram stuff, and so everyone's like, she's obviously a Satanist. There's a picture of me from when I was a kid with Jeff Capes. Does that mean I'm a professional fucking strongman? Maybe. Look at me. I'm no, of course not. <laughs> no, no. Really? And like, yeah, she was, it was a fun playing score, and I don't want, you know, I'm not a conservative, I'm not a Tory fan, I fucking hate Boris Johnson, I don't give a shit about his missus, I don't even know her name. And like, but, if you're going to take somebody down because of do the it evil fucking properly, do, <laughs> do it because of the evil they do, not yeah. because of the evil you th- you want them to do. He's not corrupt because he's a satanist. He's just a corrupt piece of shit. <laughs> That's it. He's just self-interested. <laughs> if you genuinely thought, from this if you genuinely thought that an individual with no ties, no allegiance, no empathy, no conscience, and an overindulgence in megalomania and megalomaniacal friends is going to have your interests at heart, I think you might have to go to the doctor. (laughs) Because, no. (laughs) England is a business now, mate. Exactly. It really is. So... Yeah, so people are trying to convince you of the evils of someone, so they're going to latch this onto the back, or they worship the devil as well, that's evil. I know people who are not religious who talk about satanic rituals and satanic ritual abuse. Now, satanic ritual abuse, do you know what the biggest like thing about that is? No. There's actually no evidence it exists. It just sounds like people have taken paganism and jumped to conclusions. It's not even that. And even no, that, no. bear in mind, paganism was from, what, a couple of hundred years ago at least? Think and it was back. a mess of beliefs that no one had any idea of. Think back to all, almost an hour ago when I was talking about the first bullet point on my list, which was the West Memphis Three. Mm. What was it that got Damien Eccles and his friends imprisoned? Just immediate one distaste. Person one person looks at photos of the crime scene and went, that looks satanic. Yeah, no. Because of the way they were tied up. I, I just, the whole investigation is a sham. Satanic and I ritual would put abuse. All the investigators there is actually no evidence. Not only if, there's no evidence that satanic ritual abuse exists. It's just in people's like, imaginations. There's no evidence that a crime was committed for satanic purposes. Now, there are criminals who claim to be Satanists. One of the most famous is Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, who had an inverted pentagram tattoo but on the palm of his hand. that's head. irrelevant, because there are criminals that are devout Christians. There are criminals that are devout Islamic. There are criminals that are devout Sikh. Unfortunately, being religious doesn't make you immune from his, doing shit things. His claims of... Um, killing for the devil and killing for Satan came while he, like halfway through his career as a serial killer. Yeah, because he had to find something to fucking help himself get David over the Berkowitz, guilt. David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, when he was caught, he claimed that um, he was told to kill by a demon that possessed his neighbour's Labrador. 
drugs? Um, no, he made it up because he wanted to get an insanity plea. Yeah, well, that too. And then when he was in prison, he actually admitted to it. And then he changed his mind again. No, no, I was in a court. There was more than once on the Sam as Logan, which I'm in the middle of watching a documentary series on Netflix about that. But Yeah, it's a way for people to sleep at night. What's the other one? Pazuzu Algarad. Oh, it wasn't me. It was the devil. Of course I couldn't do such a horrible thing. It must have been the devil. I was possessed. No, you were a prick. There was a guy called called himself Pazuzu Algarad. Obviously, Pazuzu isn't his real name. Pazuzu is is a demon Mm. from him, Hebrew Scriptures. And the demon um, from The Exorcist. I was going to do the little piano thing, but I couldn't do it justice. So this guy, he had tattoos on his face. He filed his teeth to points to make himself look scary and demonic. He's a serial killer. He killed people. You didn't kill as many people as... He was going to do sociopathic crazy things anyway. You just gave him that to He used the whole devil-worshipping thing as a way to scare people. Yeah. It was like me when I was 17. I was doing it because I wanted to shock people and make people go, oh my God, that guy's so edgy. That was a little dick. <laughs> but um, then it's also a bit of a defence mechanism, isn't it? It's yeah. like, just leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to... Yeah. So wanna... he did that to intimidate people. And his crimes had nothing to do with Satanism. Nothing to do with devil, Nothing to do with demons. At all. Straight up murder, probably. But people use the him who use his case as an example of a satanic crime. No, because the crime wasn't done for those purposes. I think the uh, these things don't actually exist. Yeah. The real thing to take away from all this is um, there seems to be a common trend of mental illness being dismissed under a religious guise of either Satanism or possession or God or whatever the fuck you want to use. But in reality, it's actually people who are suffering from people problems brought on by other people. <laughs> the common factor is all of this do, is controllable. Do you recognise the name Annalise Michelle? No. So I think it's either Annalise Michelle or Annalise Michelle. But uh, she's German. Um, do you know the film The Exorcism of Emily Rose? Yeah. So that film is based on Annalise Michelle. Okay. okay. This has nothing to do with the satanic panic, but this kind of proves my point. So she was a devout Christian girl, and she went away to college or to university. Uh, this was in the seventies. This happened, and she fell ill. And she was a devout Christian, so she and she started having these weird seizures and um, things were happening, and her voice changed and all this, and she was hearing voices. And she was she she had epilepsy and pneumonia. Oh wow. Um, but her family and her herself were like no she's possessed so many exorcisms she died because of neglect mm. and they had so many exorcisms but in one of the exorcisms well, now you can actually find the recordings the voice recordings online and you listen to the vo- like you listen to it and yeah her voice does not sound like a teenage girl she doesn't sound like a teenage girl at all mm. but then... and she sounds like what you know a lot of people would say a demonic voice but you know what i can do that too yeah wouldn't that also kind of correlate with someone that's having breathing difficulties as a result of exactly exactly (laughs) now in one of the recordings when the priest is asking who are you who are you Mm. she says we are many uh so she's possessed by more than one demon and she starts saying names 
Well, she's saying names of people from history who were seen to be evil. Like Nero was one of them. Um, who else? There was a lot of like, just basically famous people who were seen to be evil in history. And right at the end, she goes, oh, oh, and Hitler's evil as well. And that, uh, to me... Yeah, that's just making it up. She was adding that on because, oh, yeah, how can... That, you know, he's the most evil person in history. So, yeah, Hitler as well. And that's what people are doing in the satanic panic. I've got yeah. this thing, and I want you to think that these people are evil. What's the most evil thing I think of? They worship the devil. And, you know, yeah. say, like, and so, like, this whole big thing about this whole... Um, Holly, the Hollywood satanic elite... And all this, I saw this fucking picture. This guy was trying to convince people that if you see a celebrity with a black eye, that's an initiation into this satanic cult. And I had photos of all these actors with black eyes, and there were there were fucking shots from there were stills from films they were in. Yeah, one of them was um, Robert Downey Jr. And it was a shot from Iron Man. Brad Pitt and Edward Norton from Fight Club. Yeah, 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 there was yeah, it was a shot of Robert Downey Jr. from the first Iron Man film when he first comes back. Yeah, like gets back to America when he announces he's not going to make weapons. I anymore. just want a hamburger. Yeah, that yeah. bit. Yeah, he's got a black eye. And it was a picture of that, and it's just like you can't. Again, you can't use fiction to yeah. prove fact, but but yeah, and this shit ruins people's lives. I mean, that poor head mount. That poor, I'd argue it's on the same that poor uh, principle scale as calling someone a paedophile without any evidence. It, yeah, you're just completely and utterly labelling them in such a way that it doesn't matter what they think. You've just converted everyone around you into treating them like a villain, and now, basically, you are your own mini Hitler by getting everyone to discriminate against this individual, yeah. and then you're acting on it, <laughs> which makes you prejudiced, and you're now trying to cast them out of your society or force them to adopt your ways to be accepted. Basically. You're all psychopaths. Yes. That's it. Now, my whole... Obviously, this is something I'm very passionate about. And my passion for this doesn't come from the fact that I could be one of those people that will be accused because of no. my practices. Because I, I have a satanic Bible. I've read it lots of times. I, For the record, I've known Andy for a very long time. And I've <laughs> never once been caught by the devil. <laughs> <laughs> never once but it's but no it doesn't fundamentally change anything like uh, at the end of the day your philosophical outlook of satanism is the same as someone who believes in liberalism or someone who believes in hedonism or someone who believes in just general freedoms like it's just about realizing how fucking manipulative especially the catholic church can be yeah. over getting things cancelled because it's distasteful or this and that or so and so forth we do not care if you don't approve and this of. this whole this fantastical idea of what of devil worship and satanism and what it is like it's not coming from the people who practice it it's not coming from the people no it's exactly the it. opposite it's coming from the outside it's coming it's from the already devout lives this poor principal in the article that started this conversation, do you think she's going to be able to carry on at that school, whether or not this petition goes through? Do you think she's going to be able to carry on on her job? If anything happens in that hopefully, school, is she going to get... Hopefully, a, the student's petition would be enough to make me as a teacher have a bit of hope in yeah. humanity. But the parents, they're done. Yeah. 
I, mean, I like, give up hope God for them forbid, ever learning anything. God forbid anything. that there's a shooting at that school. If there is, anything like that that happens, she's going to get the fucking blame. Yeah, that's true. Her life's going to be ruined. The West Memphis Three. Yeah, they're free now, but they had 18 years in prison. Damien Eccles is permanently, like, medically, because the thing with his eyes isn't the only thing that's wrong. They're with basically him. psychologically abused teenagers in, in the modern world. Now. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the McMartin preschool and all the other preschools that were accused of satanic ritual abuse, that doesn't exist. Like, their lives were over. They can't, mm. practice, they can't do their jobs anymore. The husband of the McMartin preschool, because it was run by a husband and wife, like, after there's like, look, there's actually no evidence, to, so we can't keep them in here. He was still left in there because he's a man, and mm-hmm. it's more, you know, nah, just nuts. in case we're going to keep him in, just in case we find something. <laughs> it's just mental. And it's yeah, and there were like there was another couple in another in another preschool, and they were in prison for like thirteen years on no evidence yeah. other than we think Satan's real. But that's kind of the problem at the end of the day, right? There is... The separation of church and state clearly hasn't happened. And there is clearly and that's a why, group that's of why very influential and powerful yeah. religious individuals that are making life hell for others because they're so insecure of their own beliefs. Yeah, that's why the Satanic Temple exists. Because, they, like I said earlier, um, the Church of Satan is the philosophical... The philosophical philosophical approach for philosophizing <laughs> that, that's their approach to satanism is philosophy but the um, the satanic temple they don't use this term themselves this is a term that I use for them uh, they are satanic activists they're more political they're loud yeah for the church of satan it's, it's internal for the satanic temple it's external again I don't, and, I don't and disagree their main with that. thing their main thing is about separating church from state yeah I think it's so important I think we've been sitting there like I was brought up uh, in a bit of a troubled environment right so when I eventually moved over to live with my nan I ended up going to a boys brigade and having to go to church and having to go to a Christian school and nearly a Catholic school and everything. I was indoctrinated. Yeah. Right. And it's only when you sort of question those beliefs and you go, well, actually, there are some good messages in all this, but there's a lot of horseshit too. You know, I mean, people won't tell you about the time God wiped out an army with meteors because they'll conveniently forget it when it comes down to ethics or any kind of discussion. At the end of the day, none of that happened, probably. And if it did, you don't know. So what does it matter? You can't base your entire life around the works of something from 2,000 years ago because otherwise you might as well be from 2,000 years ago. I used to believe in God. And the thing that stopped me believing in God was when I was hearing all these people justifying why they do. I did philosophy, and all I had to do was uh, study theism and realise that God, defined by theism, is omnipotent, so it's all-powerful, yeah. omniscient, all-seeing, and omnibenevolent, all-loving. Evil exists. Therefore, God is lacking in one of those three qualities. He's yeah. either not powerful enough, he doesn't know, or he doesn't care. And that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Evil wouldn't exist if God was perfect, but we're trying to achieve perfection, and that's impossible. So, do you not think that the closer we get to perfection, the more we realise how far from it we are? And instead of this sort of acceptance and growth, there's this disdain for everyone else. 
Yeah. It's natural, isn't it? You're telling yourself you're the chosen people and you're perfect and you're wonderful and you'll go to heaven and there'll be nothing bad ever happening to you because God's only, you're full of shit. <laughs> right? You're a person. Yeah. You do people things. And if you think God influenced you or didn't, it really doesn't matter to anyone except you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was going to say, well, I was raised by an Iron Maiden fan. I did that all right. Yeah. I That's where ra- I get my kick-ass taste in music from, my oh, parents. Yeah. Well, I was raised by Pavarotti and all the, what's it, Madame Butterfly, Peter and the Wolf, all those weird oh, sort I of radio Peter things. Peter and the Wolf, man. So creepy. Oh, the music's incredible. The way so bookie, Each though. animal and each character is represented by a different instrument. It's doesn't make it any less beautiful. creepy. beautiful. When you're like so 10 well years done. old and you just hear... <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I love it. It's so and it nice. starts off like all jolly and joyous, and you're like, "Oh, well, I quite like this." It's and when the wolf turns up as well, and, and then, then it just suddenly goes <laughs> boom, and you're like, oh, "I didn't mean it." It's brilliant. I fucking love it. And the cartoon I went with it was really cool. Yeah. No, I used to have Terry Wogan on uh, BBC Southern Counties Radio <laughs> dropping it on a Sunday night for yeah. it. Uh, no, yeah, my, my dad. My dad's into like heavy metal, rock music, blues. Um, but then at the end of the day, into, my mum was into soul and like old R and B. What's the difference between a, a guitar and a violin? A bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've looked. I've got both. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly it. You're, you're making distinctions of one thing being another because, again, it comes down to identity. We have this absolute fetishization. We can't just be humans doing human things. Oh no. We have to assign ourselves labels and titles yeah. and tribes and we have to fight for our tribe and against the... Up- no, you're already fucking up. <laughs> All you have to do is be part of the human tribe for no, humans. That's it. Right? And human tribes, they don't even hate animals, right? So we'll call it the human and animal tribe because we're fucking animals. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, an- we're not fucking animals. <laughs> are we? I mean, if humans are animals and we're fucking, are we not fucking animals? That's a good point. Some of us fuck like animals. Yeah. And some of us I'm a beast. are animals. I'm a beast. <laughs> yeah, just... But the whole thing is just people trying to give themselves some sense of meaning or yeah. worth or value. You don't fucking need it. I'm all up for people having causes. And I'm all up for people asking questions. And I'm all up for people looking at things going, wait, that's wrong. Yeah, that's normal but intellect at work. You don't need to add shit to it. Not just that, but say someone, say you and I are talking like this now, yeah. right? And I am a Christian. And if you said something about God or whatnot, I'd go, no, you're wrong, you're ridiculous. And then I'd get offended and I'd leave. All I've done is show you that I don't have an answer. Yeah. That I am stumped by your question, my ego is bruised, and now I'm going to go hang with my tribe who accept me. Yeah. Yeah? I'm a pathetic person. And also, let's say... Um... Not actually pathetic but in this example it ends up that i don't have any agency because i'm told what to believe it's forced down to my head i then recite it i don't actually believe it because that doesn't matter i'm reciting it so i'm part of the community my identity becomes part of that community so i can't separate it from it even if i want to i will always be of that community or formally of that community you can't escape your shit just be your own man or woman or child there there was a guy i used to know Animal. Years ago, and he would always say he was a grunge fan. He only listened to grunge. So all he listened to was grunge music. Nothing else, just grunge. Right. The truth is, he listened to lots of other types of rock music. But if you asked him about it, he said, "Well, no, they're a grunge band." 
It's like, nope, they're that, that's sort of like in, indie rock, like pop rock. Mm. No, no, they're grunge, they're grunge. And then he probably magically disliked them when he found out they weren't grunge. Right? No, because he just, he, no, he wouldn't listen. He's like, no, they're grunge, they're grunge. <laughs> and he's like, no, they're, they're more sort of metal. He's like, no, no, they're grunge, they're grunge band. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. And this is basically what people are doing with Satanism. True. It's like, these people are evil, so they're Satanists. And then you've got people who do like identify themselves as Satanists. Who are just like, no, 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 I'm just like looking for... You know, I'm, I think, I'm, I'm yeah. into es- esotericism. I'm, I'm, this is philosophy. And, uh, but then you've got the people who have got nothing to do with Satanism. And they're being accused of this thing. And then they're being fucking screwed over. Yeah. Because their job's on the line. Because somebody signed a petition. Or because somebody who claims to be a hypnotherapist Sorry, said... I shouldn't laugh at the title, <laughs> but I do. The thing is, though, so Michelle, in this book, Michelle Remembers, is now married to that hypnotherapist. Huh. Bit of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I purposefully missed, led that, left that out when I first mentioned I just... it. So I can mention it now. When it comes to the and whole you've got, concept, you've got of teenagers being in prison for twenty fucking years because they're being accused of this thing. Leave it out. Stop. If you have a cause, those like the murderer of those three little boys got away. Mm. Well, because, because they were so focused on their religious exactly. ideals. That's it. That's exactly it. They couldn't deal with the actual problem. They blinded themselves. And to it. I, for me, the moment where one of the fathers, the father of one of the boys. Who to start off with was yeah, Damien Eccles killed my fucking son. And then a few years later, he's like, actually, you know what? I don't think he did. Kudos. And to then him, he start and he started. That pro- can't be easy to sit no. there and have to face the death of your child again and realise the person you it, wanted it to be. He wasn't. started working with the defence team and started yeah, protesting against, and he was actually trying to get them out. And he actually started talking to Damien Eccles man. and the boys. And the I mean, don't get me wrong; it still took time. But at the end of the day, well, that's that's what it takes. That's the thing. As a, I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but you can imagine as a parent. You're going. To, there's going to be that moment where you go, so no, much. everybody's telling me that this mm. is what happened. And then it's going to They're be... telling me how to feel, to be outraged, yeah. to be and it upset. was a few years later where you sort of talk a step back and you look outside, like, you look inside the box from the outside, and you're like, this makes no fucking sense. Mm. No, it's such a shame. And especially with the DNA thing, and that judge was like, no, no, because if that turns out that they're found innocent, then that means I'm wrong. And I'm not wrong, because I'm a judge. Ego. And they had to wait till that <laughs> motherfucker retired. Yeah, well, I mean, eighteen years. Realistically, I think this was, was like 18, older, eighteen years and seven months. I think if this was an older, less civilized time, that judge would have just been assassinated or <laughs> yeah. murdered or done. You know? Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. madness. It's absolute insanity that we, we are so advanced and yet so regressed. <laughs> and and yeah, and with the, these people in Wales that kidnapped that kid. Because they believed that this kid was going to be used in a satanic ritual. And they were convinced they're saving this kid's life. With respect, it's not your place to decide, is it? It's not their place to decide what happens to that kid. It's not their kid. Have your causes. If you have a problem and it's worthy of police time, take it to the police. Otherwise, get on with your life. Yeah. Have your causes. Have that thing that you fight for. I urge you have that thing that you fight for everybody should have that's a just cause. purpose or result. everybody ha- should have something that they believe in so much that they're going to fight for it question the government 
question what is actually this is why we're here why we us two are sat in this room yeah, exactly. recording this podcast every fucking week because we're we're asking questions to find the answers but if you're asking questions just to be seen to ask questions mm. and you're going to put your own answer onto that by accusing people of doing something they haven't that doesn't exist but equally we could ruining turn around. their fucking lives we could easily turn around and say no this question's too uncomfortable this topic's too sensitive this that and we could screen it and we could well, then we're no better you've got to deal with everything yeah. haven't you? there's some of the most horrific shit people do is for the simplest of reasons and a lot of the time abuse is the core you know if you're whether you're knowingly abused and it's overt or whether it's something like indoctrination or it's covert you, end of the day it's happening all around us that's yeah. the real trouble that's the real issue for them to worry about another kid in another family, they must have been struggling. The, mo- the modern version, the more later version, or the more recent version of the Satanic Panic, which is basically fueled by QAnon, um, is spreading out so quickly and so far to the point where, even I mentioned this to you earlier, where people are saying that the reason why Tyson Fury beat Deontay Wilder recently is because Deontay, Deontay Wilder is a Satanist and Tyson Fury is a Christian. And that's why. No, that's not how it works. No, no, the reason why Tyson Fury won is because he's a fucking good boxer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd argue that it's because he trained and he ate well and he did what he's supposed to do. Tyson Fury, man, he doesn't eat well. <laughs> there, was, there was nothing to but do with But he's a good boxer. He's a damn good boxer. And it all comes from one interview that they did together. Because Deontay uh, Wilder was raised a Christian. His father is a preacher. And Deontay Wilder has been very open about his Christianity. But he's also into spiritualism. And he was talking about spirits from his ancestors and things like this. Christianity is beautiful, as long as you're not extreme. And the exactly. same applies to every religion. Every if you take religion. it to an extreme, you're a Including fucking Including Satanism. Yeah. <laughs> every religion. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about, isn't it? Including, like, um, uh, e- including that, egotism, yeah. as I said earlier. This I, seems to I, be more the victim of other extremes yeah. than its I own I consider extreme. myself to be an egotheist, and I think a... If you get if there's an extreme version of ego theism, it would be a court leader. It'd be anarchy, wouldn't it? You just <laughs> don't care mm. and no empathy, nothing. Just I do me, and everyone else can die. That's not yeah. right either. You know, you look at Christianity and you look at the two extremes, and you've got everyone's Christian and is indoctrinated and baptized and doesn't do anything ungodly or anything like that. Well, that's a shit world. Or you've got the other extreme, well, which is where everyone is completely and utterly like so not understanding of the teachings or even caring about what they mean and is instead just using it as a weapon in whatever war they're fighting. You know, oh, God told me to do this. What? No, I don't actually believe in God. I'm just saying it to provoke yeah, you. <laughs> and that's something that I've seen that people that I know to be atheists are talking about satanic rituals in government and all this thing. It's like, you don't believe in this. So, no, but they do. <laughs> I wish they someone do. was doing a satanic ritual in government. Maybe we could find up. a way to get rid of Boris. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, because we, I think this is the longest episode That's, that we've done oh, so far. Shit, maybe. Um, yeah. So if you're still listening, thank you so much. Philosophize with I, us. I've, I've gone a bit ranty on this one because, like I said earlier, it is something that is very important to me. But um, uh, yeah, joining the conversation, guys. If you've got anything to say, let us know. Um, if you want to get in touch privately, you can do that by emailing me, andy at flowerlapants.com. 
we're smart enough to know that ridiculing people for their beliefs is kind of not, yeah. <laughs> not worth we it. We won't do that. We won't do that at all. Um, yeah, join in. Uh, find um, the Sheeple Show podcast on all of your social medias, yeah. apart from Twitter, because we're not on Twitter. We don't like that one. I couldn't be asked to set up another Twitter account. I've got so many for Perfect. everything else that I, I do. prefer mine. We don't like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a birdie. We don't like birdies. If you're on Twitter when you want to get in touch, you can do it at Fly by Pants Pod. Yeah, that's me as well. Um, and yes, that, I think that's it, isn't it? Could be. I think the, the general gist of that is don't be one. extreme. We could probably carry on, carry this on, and I think this is probably something that we will revisit at one mm. point. Well, I think uh, there's going to be the inevitable sort of going over how all extremism is, yeah. isn't it? Like uh, that's it. But please, if if you want to, yeah, if you want to learn more about anything that we've that that, that we've mentioned. Um, like I said, the West Memphis Three. If you want to watch a documentary, the best documentary to watch is West of Memphis. West of Memphis, definitely. Um, last podcast on the left, there they did a series about it, and Necronomipod they did a series about it. They are the best ones to sort of listen, best podcast to listen to if you want to learn more about that. Except ours, um, yeah, well, yeah. So we don't really do deep dives. We just no, sort of mention things, do a brief thing, and then give. I our think own we're quite happy and overt with us not knowing much. And yeah, just asking the questions. We just we discuss things more than we're not here to sort of teach you. We're here if you want to answer, go somewhere else. <laughs> we're, we're just here to... guess what we're going to answer your questions with more questions. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're trying to work things out. But we've decided to work things out publicly, and that's what this Fun. is. And hopefully, it brings you guys to ask questions. But please get in touch if you want to. And if, if you know what, even if you have, I don't really know if when I say you've been a victim to the satanic panic, but if you've been <laughs> accused of this sort of thing, please get in touch. Um, I'm not, you know, nothing. Just because you email me or get in touch with me doesn't mean that I'm going to turn it into a podcast. I know I do a lot of podcasts, but um, we can just have a conversation, just the two of us. So I think it's important yeah, to get police. Com. Again, get in touch. It, it comes down to nuance, doesn't it? Some people are going to have a slightly different way of asking questions that's going to address things we wouldn't have thought of, exactly, or vice yeah. versa. Yeah, the only way it, to find out is yeah, to everyone. And you question. know what? Even if you are one of these people who believe in the satanic conspiracies, get in touch. Prove me wrong. Yeah, preferably come with evidence because we will be rather yeah. <laughs> critical. Yeah, prove me wrong, please. I agree. Good discussions, healthy. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so until next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>